What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Season 3, Episode 1 of Hit the Books, the podcast where we dive deep into the world of sports and sports gambling. Each episode, we break down the latest news and trends, provide analysis, and offer up our best bets and betting advice. So let's jump into this episode of Hit the Books. On this week's episode, we're ready to start off the NFL season with our Week 0 episode. We're here, we're here this week to review all things you need to know to bet smart this upcoming season, including our picks on the win totals, divisions, conferences, Super Bowl winners, and more, plus some news from the various parts of the other various other parts of the sports world. But let's not forget this is our hundredth episode, boys. Just about two years of this podcasting stuff, and I'm thrilled to do it each week with you guys. Uh, let's jump in this week's episode and see what my guys got going on this week. Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Huff, why don't you start us off? One of our longest standing members. Hundredth episode. What do you got for us? Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't realize that coming into this. I knew it was coming up. Uh, I kind of forgot it was this week. So, hundred episodes under the book, hundred times sitting down on the mic to to record for the people. So, uh, definitely appreciate all the support we get from our followers. So, couldn't do it without all you guys, and definitely appreciate all all the work we all put in each week to to put this show out there. So, um, but other than that, I'm excited to sit down. The football is finally here college football this weekend week one and uh like we said nfl week zero so let's get let's get to it have you missed an episode off uh i think i missed one but remember i called in for like 20 minutes anyway <laughs> you definitely did call it i forgot about that yeah i didn't even tell you guys i was gonna do that i just joined the discord channel and <laughs> i was just talking perfect oh the old days all right ace let's shoot it over to you next what do you got for us man again 100th episode You've been here for just about half of it. What do you got? Yeah, closing it on the one-year mark now. I think it's officially one year on the podcast with the boys behind the microphone, so that's pretty hype. Um, been a part of the Hit the Books Nation since well before that, though. And uh, if you aren't <laughs> with us yet, then you better if you want to see that bankroll go up. But I'm stoked for football. Ready to get into it. Got a great week zero slate uh, on our notes here to go over today, so I'm excited to get right into it. You said it. This is going to be a great episode, really in-depth. Let's finish it off here with Mackie. Mackie, another longest standing member. Very few missed episodes. You've been on vacation, just like you know, like me, things like that. Nothing too crazy. What do you got for us, buddy? Yeah, I think Huff's got me on the um, amount of episodes we've each been here, but I'm I'm up there definitely. But yeah, it's nice. Uh, two two years finally in a hundred episodes. Pretty crazy, but uh, uh, couldn't don't want to be doing anything else, and uh, just uh, we just keep rolling from here. We got a uh, football coming up eight days out from uh. Thursday night football opening kickoff between the Lions and Ch- and Chiefs, so uh, excited for that, of course. But um, yeah, a lot of football to talk about here. I will say this: uh, I don't know if anyone noticed this. the The player props for the Chiefs Lions game came out today. The odds. Uh, I've been looking at first touchdown odds all day today. That's I've been waiting to see those numbers for about six months now, and um, the the top dogs. We'll we'll get into that probably next week, but. Uh, it's just good to see those player prop uh, odds back in the back in the sports books. Oh, I know you're excited about those first touchdowns. Hopefully, throw a few on your card. Hopefully, get a few hits. Looking forward to it. Let's get this episode started off with our top three stadium ballpark snacks. It's a good one. Ace picked this one out. Who wants to get us rolling on this one? I mean, I came up with a question, so I can definitely get us get us rolling first. I got my list all written down. I went big list today. I'm hyped. Oh, Mackie, Mackie knows it. But um, 
Yeah, I'll get right into it. Uh, coming at number three, I've got the nachos. Some call them the slop nachos. You know, you got the side of salsa. You got that that cheesy queso there. If you get jalapenos on your you're lucky. But I could smack that at any stadium or a ballpark. Um, number two, it's the glizzy Mackie. If you don't have it on your list, you're insane. Um, I've been to a ballpark and for the Connecticut Tigers. They throw out hot dogs in between the innings. Not a lot of people there, so they end up splattering <laughs> all over the seats. Kind of crazy, but got to have those wherever you go. And at number one, I'll go with peanuts and beer. I know beer's a drink, but it's a good snack to have. And if you're not having those at every game, cheapest thing you can get. And uh, you can actually stay intent watching the game when you're enjoying it. You got to leave the, the shells, though. You got to leave the shells all over the person in front of you and on the floor. Yeah, I, I agree. That's a that's a solid list. A pretty, uh, pretty. I don't know. I hate to say like generic, but like when you think of ballpark, those are like the three things I kind of think of. I guess the nachos is the one a little bit out of left field. That's a... That's a great choice in my opinion, but the the beer, the peanuts, and hot dogs—I think that's that's just classic ballpark food. If you ask hot, me, hot dogs are, are so sus that they have them throwing them in the fucking crowd, <laughs> <laughs> Splatter, splattering all over the seats. They don't care what happens to those things. Mackie, I know plenty of people that listen to our podcast are running around trying to catch as many of those as they can. Some with their mouths open. So <laughs> you, I don't even know. you, oh, I, I'm definitely Odelling at least one. Get some. Uh, Hot dog and ketchup and mustard on it too. I mean, if if you're lucky, but I'll take it. You take that <laughs> that plain dog. You know, you got to take it, Mac. You're gonna take just raw. <laughs> There's just raw dogs coming into the in the seats. Mackie loves a dog. Mackie, yeah, let's you know hear me. your list. Yeah, Mackie's not no Mackie. If you're not raw here. dogging at the stadium, you're crazy. Yeah, um, you guys know how I am. I'm a little more basic than you guys. But number three, I got the nachos as well. I don't always go with them, but uh, when I'm feeling good, they give you a lot of them and, you know, with the nacho cheese. So um, number that's coming in number three. Number two, I'm a big Cracker Jacks guy. I know a lot of people don't really. They are they're, they choice. are mainstream to more baseball than anything, but, you know, they sell them at every stadium. So uh, most sporting events, I will get Cracker Jacks. Uh, number one, I'm just going to go with the popcorn. How can you not watch sporting events without popcorn? And it's uh it's 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 just better at sporting events as well, um kind of like movie theater. But yeah, those are my top. No, that's a, that's a solid list. I kept laughing because I was thinking about what was the list that we were doing in Ace when Matt said grilled chicken, and you just were like, "What do you mean grilled chicken? Plain <laughs> grilled chicken, nothing what do you on mean? it. Grilled chicken. He's watching his <laughs> you macros. Be, you should be eating grilled chicken every single day." All right, Mackie, this isn't a personal fitness podcast. I think people that are betting on football on a Sunday are cracking open a cold one with some glizzies and birds on the grill. Um, But, Mackie, I love your popcorn pick. That was my honorable mention, but I had to give it to nachos because I get it more. But, like, I do get popcorn OD, and they give you that commemorative tub, and you hear the guy going around the stadium, popcorn, peanuts. (laughs) Yeah, you don't hear hot dogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. (laughs) Hot dogs. Get your ball back, Franks. You definitely do hear that. (laughs) They're walking around with the bucket, Mackie. You love that. The hot dog water spills onto you as you're watching the Mets lose 10-1. Those guys are the hardest workers in the stadium. Uh, all right, let me slide in here. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my list in here. My my three, I'll agree with you guys, is gonna be the nachos. That's a that's a great choice. Uh perfect number three. Great at any sporting event. Like A said, you get the jalapenos on there, you're lucky, you're looking really good. Um that's gonna be solidified at my number three. Number two, I'm also gonna go with the hot dog. It's not everyone's choice. Mackie's made his statement there with how he feels about the hot dog. I'm gonna put it there. Uh, and number one, 
this might be a little stadium specific. I don't know if this is everywhere else. Jesse, you'll know what I'm talking about here, but the the Chickie and Pete's crab fries with the the Old Bay and the cheese sauce. I don't know if that's at every stadium, but in PNC, I think they have them at the Phillies game. I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if they're everywhere, but they're probably they're in most places. But um, I guess you could just say like fries, but it's not really my number one. They're specifically those. So I I think um, they have to the people that know what I'm talking about. The crab fries at the Chickie and Pete's places and the. In the ballparks, that's definitely the number one thing. Honorable mention, though, cotton candy. Get it every I'm, time I go. Huff, I'm so surprised you didn't have cotton candy on yours. <laughs> cotton candy or Dippin' Dots. Throw that in the in the honorable mention there. That get both probably one or the other at every park game I go to. You know what's crazy is I I've never even I'm not I've never had the chicky and peas or chicky and peats whatever the hell it is but I've heard yeah. multiple people talk about it. Philly heads, Yinzers, they love it. And when I've been to PNC, I've seen it and people called it out. I remember I think they have one at Heinz too behind one of the end zones, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, they do. And the line was slapping. I'm not a big like crab seasoning guy, but it, they look good. Yeah, it's literally just fries with Old Bay seasoning on it, and they serve it with like, Jesse, what kind of cheese do you think that is? Some white cheesy it's like goodness. white nacho cheese. It's weird. Yeah, some it's slop so cheese. You gotta love it. Yeah, it's so good. All righty, let me run through my top three here. Number three, Mackie, I'm with you. The Cracker Jacks. Solid. Just solid snack. It's sweet. It's good. Uh, I even like the little... It's like packet of like stickers or whatever it comes with. Two hot dog. <laughs> can't go wrong with the glizzy. I mean, load it up with the stuff. <laughs> you can't, it's you can't say it like that, though. That was. <laughs> and number one, I'm coming in with the Dippin' Dots. I'm a big Dippin' Dots guy. Every time we're at the, at the ballpark, choice. we try to make our way down there. What do they call them at PNC Park now? Mini Melts. Mini Melts. Cool. What a, just a classic. Yeah, the interest always got to be different. They're, they're Dippin' Dots. Yeah, no, they're Dippin' Dots. They're dippin yeah. dots. <laughs> No, I like so that you list. Dipping dots. If it's freeze dried ice cream, it's uh, I'm about it. You know, I'm surprised missed everybody's list because I feel like I get it so often too. But probably too generic, like popcorn missing my list as well is the pretzel. Like I was gonna you say a, a pretzel. pretzel. Oh my god, I could slap that. But you're going to the ballpark, you're probably having at least six different things. So gotta go with the top three. Chicken fingers didn't slide in there for anyone. Yeah, shit. I mean, like Penn State chicken baskets, like if we were going specific. If we're going specifically ballpark too, I'm going to edge out your Dippin' Dots with ice cream in the helmet that you get to take home. <laughs> souvenir. <laughs> yeah, the souvenir uh, also, helmet Yeah, cup. if we were going true specific, also I'd probably throw some uh, some Quaker State wings in there from the Steeler game. I get those every time I go there. Um, yeah. And probably uh, even more specifically, the pretzel that we get at the Penguin Games, Jesse. What the fuck's that thing called? With the bacon cheddar dip. Yeah, it's fucking unreal. But no one would know what I'm talking about, so we'll keep it generic. To those that do, though, you know. Alrighty, boys. Lots of good stuff there. Let's jump into this week's episode. We got a little news across the uh, some of the other leagues. Let's start with the NBA. The Los Angeles Lakers have announced that they've officially un- they will officially unveil a Kobe Bryant statue outside the arena on February eighth, twenty twenty four. So just a good memory to uh, commemorate Kobe and his family. So hopefully, a lot of good stuff for the Lakers this year coming into the season, as the NBA is right around the corner. Any any thoughts on that, boys? Yeah, we saw that one coming from a from a mile away. Two eight twenty four. They they hit that right on the head with the Gigi's number, and then Kobe the eight and the twenty four. Um, it's going to be pretty cool. We'll see what they do. Hopefully they don't mess up the statue. So, um, hopefully they don't get the guy that did Ronaldo's last one that had to fix it. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it's a, it's a cool statue. Obviously anytime they do this, like 
people kind of get washed away with like the whole goat talk and who's the best of all time. But when you're getting a statue outside of the stadium that you played at for 20 years, that means you 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 were something special for that franchise. So I'm excited to see what the statue looks like. I'm excited to see the uh, cutaway shots. You know when it's a, a primetime game. And it's like front of the stadium. Yeah. They do it with Jerry West for the Mountaineers, but they'll get that one for sure, especially this upcoming oh, yeah. season. Um, a lot of great photo ops. So What's the pose? Do you, do they do the Kobe fadeaway? Do you think? Oh, that would be so steezed with the loose with the loose shorts too. Loose like, shorts. Yeah. yeah. The you're gonna get the shoulder. They have to make it move and do the shoulder drop. <laughs> Kind of crazy. I don't know if I like this idea. Just head off the top of my head. Imagine they did eight on one side, twenty four on the other, or something like that. But they'll I probably could see just, them do something like that. Yeah. Probably just have one of the numbers though, and have a lot of uh, maybe stats on the bottom. That'll be cool though for sure. Definitely uh, want to make the trip out there, catch a Lakers game in person, and see that. I think it's back to being Staples Center. Am I correct? Crypto.com dropped it again. I think. Did they? Interesting. Yeah. And I was gonna say I'm still that, calling it Staples they, Center. They should have never went but. to that. They, I feel like that was never gonna be the next long term name of it. You know what I mean? Crypto.com. Jesse, are you, are you looking that up? Yeah, I can. I just saw you start typing away. Yeah, because. I don't know. I swear I saw something that they weren't a part of it. I don't know if it's back to being Staples Center. I could Still be says Crypto.com Arena online. Okay. Okay. Maybe they were just in talks of backing out. I don't know. Like, maybe they can't. It's a contract. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. that one year got it. Got got us talking about it just enough for them. Uh, I'd never heard of Crypto.com before, but no matter who gets it, it's always going to be the Staples Center. Yeah, I know what you mean. Alrighty, boys, good stuff out of the NBA. Let's jump over to the MLB with our power rankings at number five. Sliding in this week, the Seattle Mariners, number four, the Tampa Bay Rays, number three, the Baltimore Orioles, number two, the Los Angeles Dodgers, and number one, the Atlanta Braves. Solid list coming into this week here as we gain on the football season. What do you guys think here? Mackie, what are you thinking about this? <laughs> Mackie yeah, really those, wants to go about these. Those Mariners, Mariners man, they're they're hot, and I, they they probably should be four, in my opinion. But um, they're 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 playing the best as the best baseball in the league. They're probably the best team in the league right now. Maybe the Dodgers are right there as well. But they won like thirteen out of fourteen before last night, and they're up five four right now in the eighth inning. So this team just keeps winning right now, and hopefully they can keep the stretch going because they're in a tight race in the AL or AL West. So much young talent on that Mariners team, but what's crazy is the Astros and Rangers are right there with them. It's neck and neck. It's going to come down to the wire. Um, crazy to see three great teams out of the AL West. You're not used to that. Um, around the league, there's a lot of other teams clawing their way back in. I know we said the Phillies lost today, but they've been one of the hottest teams in baseball as well over in the National League. But uh, those Dodgers, man, I feel like they're a buzzsaw, and I know everybody's got their eyes and bets set on the Braves to win this thing, but never count out Mookie Betts and all those stars out in LA yeah if it's not Dodgers Braves there's something wrong because those two teams are just like I'm telling you though you don't want to see the Phillies in the first round you really don't want to see them if you're one of those teams you'd rather see somebody else yeah of course definitely Mackie finally got his Mariners on there I'm just I was hoping the fucking A's could win one today they were up three nothing all game and Mariners still scratch back is it five four now yeah, it's 5-4. Uh, I need minus one and a half, though. Yeah, me too. That day baseball, man. Kills you. Wednesday Absolutely day baseball. You. The Astros I mean, I, just keep winning. I thought those Red Sox put up a little, bit of a better fucking fight. These Astros, Ace. they're catching it's, fire it's 7-4 at the right, right now. Time. It's 7-4. It was 7 nothing two ten 10 minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's not that good. <laughs> they're still about to get swept, which is fucking... 
need those, yeah, the Reds, need those the Red, Red Sox, Sox to win some games. They're not good. They're not that. They're they're like uh, competitive, which is fun to see. But they're way ahead of schedule. They're a pretty young team. Um, yeah, well, but like on that AL West, I know I have this as a as a point here. They're literally within one game of each other. Who do you guys see taking that away? I know Mackey's on the Mariners. Huff and I are on the Astros. But do we have to worry about these Texas Rangers at all? I so I was looking at the schedules and the way it works out. The seven of the last I think ten games for the Mariners and Rangers are against each other. So I'm kind of hoping it just stays this way and the Astros can kind of keep picking up some wins. And towards those those last couple games of the season, the Mariners and uh, Rangers can just kind of split, and the and the athlete or the Astros could pick up some wins and just kind of sneak out the division that way. But um, just because the I think Mariners have one more series against the uh, the Astros, it's yeah. in Seattle. The Mariners and the Mar- Mariners' last four series are Astros, Rangers, Astros, Rangers. That's crazy. They play the Astros twice. Yes. Are you sure? I'm looking. I'm gonna look at this right now. I swore they I mean, it doesn't get more, more storybook time. than that. The MLB is following the script this year in the AL West. Yeah, you're right. They do play the Astros two more times. Astros, okay. Rangers, Astros, Rangers, right? No. Yeah, Rangers, Rangers a- Astros, Rangers. Oh, maybe I'm... Okay, so that's... I was right. Rangers, Astros, Rangers. Rangers. I just think that the Mariners have the easiest schedule coming up. They can just... They get the Rays for four, two Cincy, and two Three against the Mets. Dodgers. What did I see about uh, that stat from J-Rod the other day? He's like the youngest player to hit three home runs in three games since uh, Ken Griffey Jr. out there in Seattle. And like that young staff they have going too. So many guys just popping onto the scene this year. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to carry it into the playoffs if they get there, but I think that the star power on Houston and Texas is much more consistent, especially those Astros. They're always there, and they know how to win. Um, In a playoff series, I'll take the Astros staff any day. Yeah, me too. Yeah, at this point in the season, I do think the Astros will probably come out of top of that division. Rangers are, I mean, we know what the Rangers can do, but they're just not playing good baseball right now. No, no one's really hitting. No one's really, the bullpen's been pretty bad. Blew another lead the other night, but yeah. Mackie, I just turned on this Mariners game. A's have a gone third with two outs. I'll let you know what happens. I know. I, I like that the Astros are actually healthy now, too. Jesse, don't we have another note coming up about those uh Houston Astros and what Jose Altuve has done recently. I mean, he's he's come, been on fire since he's been healthy. Off, they're out of it. Yeah, they got out of it. Yeah, we do, Ace. Jose Altuve became the first Astro to hit a cycle in 10 years, and they're trouncing 13-5 win over the Red Sox at Fenway Park uh, the other day. Was that yesterday? Uh, that was the, the other series. They played like, oh, two close okay. series. That was the, that was a week, uh, little under a week ago. Astros played who? The Tigers in between? They went to Detroit or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I did see yeah. that, actually. Yeah, they went and shit on somebody else. But, um, yeah, Altuve hitting for the cycle. But with him and Jordan Alvarez behind them, I'm going to ride that till the wheels fall off. I know a lot of people hate him, but I like watching that offense roll. I'm He's right so there with good. you. I love this team. He's so damn good. And it makes you think, like, why were you cheating in the first place? You're still a top 10 player in the league. Yeah, I, I, I don't for blame how much the players I like this for team. cheating. <laughs> I'm going to blame for how much the, the I like this team. I don't, love, I don't love Altuve. I'm more of a... Jordan guy like he's really my favorite player on that team and I like Pena of him in fantasy so I watch them a lot for him but um Jordan's mainly the reason I'm tuning in every night I like Jordan and Kyle Tucker probably the most on that Kyle team. Tucker's been lights out this year and Alex Bregman too I'm a huge fan of him team USA guy and if he gets hot too that's just another elite bat to get through yeah the yeah, pitching just a, needs to be more consistent over there they have the arms for it but 
one day they'll have like a no hitter, the next day they give up nine runs and, uh, to a starting pitcher. So, um, Justin Berlin has been lights out of late. They also though. have the hitting the keep yeah, up with France those guy, kinds of games, though. That France guy's been getting lit up. Yeah. He'll be long relief in the playoffs anyways, and when they and get even, closer. Even he was Christian, good yesterday. Christian Javier, too. I mean, he's got he's 8-2, but he's got like a 4-9 ERA. Yeah, that's it's not going to be good team. enough in the playoffs. I agree with you, Mackie, but Verlander's been lights out. I mean, what a move to bring him back in. You're right in the thick of it, and you have that guy, World Series champion, like Cy Young. Come on. Yeah, the Rangers mashed him over there with Scherzer, though. Nice. Pena's two for three today and going to be a triple. That'll be nice. Rhode Island guy, Jeremy Pena. They're so deep. Like, as soon as you're like, oh, they're going to the eighth guy in the lineup, who could it be? And it's like him and then Maldonado, and you're still like, all right, this isn't terrible. Like, it's the same thing with the Braves. Like, those teams that are at the top and their lineup is just so deep. It's like, that's why they win games. The Mariners, on the other hand, they have guys like, that pitching staff is actually pretty lights out. And they're super young, too. Luis Castillo acquiring him was a great move. He's been a stud um, all year. Where was he, Cincy? Yeah, he was a Cincinnati pitcher. I I think he was an all-star. George Kirby. He was an all-star in Cincy. Late scratch from his last start. Hurt us on the card. But um, is it Bryce Miller um, as well? He's pretty pretty good. They got Brian Wu. Um, Wu, yeah. And their bullpen's actually lights out. They're a good team. It's just that's a that's a hard division, and I think they started a little slow. That that slow start they had definitely is not helping them because if they could have went, I mean, picked up a couple more wins, they'd be four however many games ahead of the division right now without titles. And you know what's crazy is none of us have talked about the Texas Rangers or on them, but they were the team that's deserved it all year with their play. So I wouldn't be surprised with Adolis Garcia, Corey Seager. I know Nathan Eovaldi being on the shelf kind of hurts them. but We personally hopped off that team at the exact right time. We thought we took them. We lost, I think, a minus one and a half at like minus 130, and then they went on a nine game losing streak. Hmm. We no, they get, off they still the get disrespected time. on the money lines, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were catching them just this series, series against the Mets. I know that. This series is so sketchy, and, and each each game's a sweat. I mean, you're not comfortable. And they won one nothing and 2 1, but uh, what, I don't know. These lines are scaring me. And the Normally Rangers were I down would... the game, they won 2 1. I was hoping they lost that game too for the Astros' sake. Yeah, this they came game back is... in the ninth. This game tonight, where they would they close minus one fifty or something? Yeah, minus one forty five. Last they started. last night, last night I saw Mets were minus one twenty at one point. That's crazy though, huh? I saw that too. That's what I saw. That. With some no name pitching too, the Mets are a bad. Yeah, team, it was already name. confirmed. Why don't they? Why why do they disrespect the Texas Rangers so hard? I see. I don't really think they get disrespected. I think this is just a sketchy series, and they know that, and that's why the games have been so close. I mean, who did we have pitching yesterday? Quintana, and then. I forget who he had the first day, but these you know these guys should be getting lit, lit up by McGill. a Rangers lineup. In the was it McGill? Yeah, he's actually pretty good, but this Rangers lineup's just not hitting. That's what it's coming down to, and that's why they lost nine in a row at one point. And that's why they're like two and eight in their last ten right now. Um, they should really have a, a pretty steady lead in this division. They were spotted a lot of games, and uh, now they're all right in the thick of it, probably on the outside looking in. Yeah, this will be a fun one to watch down the stretch. And you know what's funny is we still have news about another AL West team coming up, I believe, right, Jesse? Like, that's a crazy that we're talking about this this Angels team. Yeah, these Angels, the Los Angeles Angels announced that superstar Shohei Otani will, Otani will not pitch the remainder of the 2023 season after suffering a UCL tear. He had Tommy John surgery back in October of 2018. It's unclear if surgery is required this time around. What do you guys think this means for the largest free agent of all time coming into this offseason with his uh, 
contract expiring. Ace, what are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy that we can still see him hit. I really want to see him win the the home run title this year, um, at least in the AL. Uh, guy's been on fire. Hate to see him off the mound because we've been riding the Otani days when he's pitching and hitting. You remember when he had that double header where he threw a gem and then cranked a couple home runs in the next game? But uh, I think some even crazier news is what the Angels did. All those trade deadline acquisitions, they just waved and let him walk too. I mean, such a weird franchise. I can't imagine he stays there after this year anymore, actually. I was just thinking about it like this. Imagine if they did trade him at the deadline. His first start with whatever team he would have been, would have, or first or second start with whatever team he would have got traded to would have been the UCL tear. That's crazy. Imagine what some of those teams would have given up. Oh, just to only get him as a hitter too, because you're going for both spots. Yeah. How much how much money do you think this injury takes off of his contract? It's got to take a about, little. About 40% of it. No, no way. No 40%, way. dude. No it way. Might just you change the, it could change I'd He won't term. sniff $500 million. He's not sniffing $500 million anymore. Yes, he is. Easily. Easily. He's a face of the game, though. I think I think it, he probably he probably loses a hundred million dollars with this injury. I think oh, it he's goes the best legit, hitter in the AL go, though. I think it goes over four fifty, but under five hundred. I I I will put my life savings that it goes over five hundred, especially with the he's, inflation. He just lost half of what he does. It's not for gone the forever. season. He's not gone forever. We'll see, and even so, he's got the most home runs in the league, and he's just like a face of baseball, and he's batting three hundred. Uh, I'll be interested to see what happens. I think he gets it, but no, that that Angels team's in shambles. They they brought in Giolito and all these like veterans, and now they just they literally released them. I'm like, I wouldn't want to stay there if I'm Shohei Otani. I think he's going to, to be honest, just because he loves being the star out west. Probably a great life, and it's really close to Japan. It is the closest to Japan as well, but I don't know. I just don't. I don't. I don't see him testing the waters when it. Angels are going to give him what he wants. Put it this way, Huff. I think he's going to get $500 million because we're going to be excited to talk about him during football season. Put it that way. I think what did Judge years, just get again? Ten. I'll give him 10 for... Well, yeah, what did Judge get? 550 I think. He's younger and better than Judge. Yeah, I was going to... Uh, and what if Otani hits 63 home runs this year? Let me look up... The and he's going to be back to pitching, too. He, Nine years, not, $360 million. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Otani's gonna get like four hundred eighty million for ten years. Bet you he touches five, but we'll see. Dude, f- I, I mean, I thought I'll, he was gonna get. I thought he was gonna get six fifty before. I'll 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 bet four four eight four hundred eighty million ten years. I thought Judges was more, so maybe I don't know. Maybe that changes my uh, mindset a little. But Judges a lot older than him though. He's it will like not be four over four hundred eighty-five million. He can also sign for like twelve years. True. You see MLB contracts that go up to fourteen years. I mean, he'll be a DH. Just he knows DH he's not going to be able to do this for that long. So if he can get yeah, a that'd max, be the only that'd be the only way he gets over that is if he, that's like twelve years. That's crazy. He's already twenty what nine twenty eight twenty eight I think, but he could be twenty nine. By the time he gets the surgery and he can pitch again, he's 30. Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't see how you couldn't give him $500 million. I mean, it's, he's worth it. I'm not arguing he's not worth it. I just think that injury truly, like these get the, the MLB is going to play, these owners are going to play hardball on him if they can. They, they had nothing over him and now they got something. 
They're like, well, we don't have to give you that blank check anymore because uh, we don't know if you're ever going to pitch again. It's like you can't say anything. It's his second surgery. You could say he has the most home runs in the league. Isn't that pretty much why Aaron Judge got $360 million? Yeah, but that's 360 Yeah, but Otani's more of a unicorn. Even without... I, I agree. Uh, I agree. I agree. I just think $500 million is a crazy number. Especially after this injury. I agreed with it before the injury. Alrighty, boys. We got one point. One more point here in the MLB. Mookie Betts set a new season high for his career last night as he launched his 36th home run of the season in the Dodgers' win over the Diamondbacks. He's now the NL MVP frontrunner ahead of Ronald Acuna Jr. So just an impressive feat there. 36 home runs for him, career high. Where do we see him ending up in the MVP race, boys? Oof, it's such a tough call. I mean, look at what Acuna's doing. He has like, what, 60 swipe bags and all the home runs. Betts probably has a better average and more home runs. Uh, Betts has a worse average. Does he? Betts started the season at like 250 for the first quarter. and then I thought he was above like, three, though, right? He's at like 313 now, but Acuna's been like 335. It's crazy. Yeah, dude, Acuna's so good. I want to see Acuna do it, but I like Mookie as well. Um, So uh, I'd rather see the Bur- it. Yeah. You think it, I agree. it really depends on how it finishes out, obviously. And I don't have a bet on it, so I really don't care who wins. I just like Acuna more, so I'd rather see him get it personally, but... Um, I think if Acuna you guys, deserves it more. Mookie Betts I, already has one. That that shouldn't really come into play. No, I agree. But I just think I mean Acuna had it all season. Mookie's in a, on a tear right now, but Acuna didn't have a down part to the season. Mookie did. Yeah, uh, Mookie just caught up to him. Yeah. So Mookie's playing incredible baseball right now, probably better than Acuna's played all season. But if we're talking about consistency here, Acuna definitely deserves. It. He's he's been like yeah. minus eight hundred for a few months. Now all, all of a sudden Mookie's having an insane month and he's minus. I think he's like minus 140, which is pretty crazy. I think Acuna definitely deserves this MVP, but um, you, you can't say Mookie doesn't, so it's going to be gonna, It's going to come down to how it finishes. So you're gonna what it's going to be. I'd like to see Acuna get it. It's nice to see a tight race there for that NL MVP. Let's shift our focus over to the bread and butter, the NFL. Some headlines before we jump into the week zero topics that we got ready for you. The New York Giants acquired Isaiah Simmons from the Arizona Cardinals in exchange for a seventh round pick. Giants had another piece of that defense that was their name to fame last season. Can these Giants compete in the NFC East coming into this season? Ace, you want to get us going on this one? No, they won't compete in the NFC East and they won't compete in the NFL. I think they're not, they're very overrated. But that's just a hot take. But Isaiah Simmons, I mean, for a guy who was so highly touted coming out of Clemson, I mean, and now he's going for a seventh-round pick? That's nuts to me. Um, I, I think that the Cardinals kind of messed up by being too versatile with his positioning. If they can really trade him at one spot, he might become elite again. And the defensive coordinator, the Giants, uh, what's his name, Martindale? He, I mean, defensive team, defensive coach. I think he'll step in there and find a really good role for him next to Kayvon Thibodeau, a guy that I'm really big on as one of the young edge rushers in the NFL and a lot of the other pieces that they have over on that New York Giant team. I was big on them last year. I do think they fall back a little bit and step off, um, but I also am big on them. I think I think this is a great move for them. You go out and get Isaiah Simmons as a seventh round pick, for a seventh-round pick. I think, I mean, I think 29 other teams in the league are going to do that, but I don't, I don't know what's going on over in Arizona. They just can't keep guys on the roster. We saw they cut Colt McCoy. We don't know when Kyler Murray's going to play, so 
Um, they're just selling. It's a fire sale over there. I saw Zach Ertz say he might not play week one. So um, I don't know. I think I think Isaiah Simmons for a seventh round pick. I do. I, like I said, I think multiple teams would have done that trade, and I th- I like that. That's a big trade for the Giants, a no brainer in my opinion. But um, go ahead, Ace. Yeah, I think it's a great move to get him for a seventh. We have to take into account the reason you're getting him at that price is because you're going to have to pay him really soon. So it's essentially a one year rental, maybe two. Um, and I, I don't know. He has to really ball out to earn his money. So I bet you we see him as a free agent next year. But you're right. That's a good spot for him to land. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, it's definitely one of the better spots that he could have went to. Good stuff, boys. Let's move over out west. The Las Vegas Raiders and running back Josh Jacobs have agreed to terms on a one-year $12 million deal. Jacobs, who was holding out throughout training camp, returned to Vegas on Saturday and said he's ready to get to work. Josh Jacobs in this one-year deal. The answer, what are the Raiders going to do this upcoming year? Not much. Uh, there's not much coming out of the Raiders this year, in my opinion. And uh, I'm big on Josh Jacobs, the leading rusher in the NFL last year. Uh, he looked looked like he was in a good mood coming back to the to the facility last week when they were posting all the videos of him. I, I'd be in a pretty good mood, too, if I just signed a one-year $12 million deal. Um, but, yeah, I'm not expecting much of this Raiders team last place in the AFC West. I mean, could be contending for maybe a top seven, five pick. I don't know. Ace, where, where do you see this team landing at the end of this year? I'm not big on anything they have going on over there. Hmm, I think they're going to be a little bit more competitive than that. But I want to talk about Josh Jacobs a bit more. I mean, I think this is the new formula for getting paid as a running back. You have to have a great year, and then you're going to get that one-year deal. It's not going to come right away because they don't want to tie up their money in a running back. But once we get through everything, they're like, all right, this is how much we can spend for the rest of this year. We're not doing much more to our roster. Now you're going to get a bag, and $12.5 million is nice. It doesn't give you consistency or longevity like that multi-year deal would do, but I, you can't be mad. Remember, we talked about these running back groups, FaceTiming and whatnot. I mean, now multiple guys are signing one-year deals just to get paid. So I kind of like that. But I think he's going to be a workhorse bell cow. Josh McDaniels loves getting his um his running backs involved. I know they have Zamir White out there, but Josh Jacobs is going to be a top five, top ten running back again this season. I don't think he repeats that, but he's up for contract again, so who knows. Yeah, I like this Raiders team a little more than Huff does as well. I think they, they get their wins, but it's also a tough division, so uh, we know they're not going to really fall in a good spot there. But uh, yeah, good deal for Josh Jacobs. One a million more than Saquon, I think. So Saquon's probably biting his lip here, but um, he deserves it. Like you said, leading rusher last last season might have a bit of a bit more of a down year this year with uh, Derek Carr being out. But uh, yeah, good deal for him. So is Jimmy Garoppolo playing for them? Like, what's yeah, going I on think with he that? is. I think he is. I saw him. Yeah, in, he will he, be. He dressed up in that preseason game. I thought he was injured, but I guess not. I thought he was too. No, his foot's going to be fine, I bet, or else they wouldn't have given him the deal. Remember, they, they almost pulled it off the see, table. I, see, I think the Raiders can they can get some wins. They don't really have a bad team. How much of a drop-off is Jimmy Garoppolo from Derek Carr? Is it Max Crosby? It's not a drop-off. Up, so? It's just such a different style, and he's had success with McDaniels in the past. We're going to talk about this later. I have an interesting uh, bet, so when we get come around to it, we'll, we'll get around to this topic again. All righty, and our last point here in the NFL. Before we jump over to our Week Zero segment, as star running back Jonathan Taylor is unable to find a trade scenario that interests the Colts, the team will reportedly be keeping Taylor on the pup list. Taylor will miss at least four games to start the 2023 season. So lots to uncover there. I have him on one of my fantasy teams, so I'm not too thrilled about that one. Uh, Mackie and Huff, I think you're both in that league. 
Ace, are you in that league? No. No, he's not. But I I, I didn't think he was going to go anywhere. I thought he was going to stay a Colt the whole time. I did think they were going to pay him, though. So uh, this is going to be an interesting scenario. Uh, I thought he was going to get a very similar deal to Saquon or uh, Josh Jacobs that we just talked about. But uh, maybe in the 10 and a half, 11 million, somewhere in that range. But he is younger than those guys, so I could see him get the same money. But I don't know. I didn't see a situation where he leaves Indy, so... But now he's not going to play at least the first four weeks, so we'll see what happens. This is a very uh, ugly situation because a lot of Colts fans, and I was surprised to see McAfee is very vocal about this situation. He doesn't seem too happy with what Jonathan Taylor's doing. So uh, McAfee goes, this team doesn't run through you anymore. Kind of, And then he points to a picture of Anthony Richardson. So Colts fans are pretty high on Anthony Richardson. I don't know if, what how realistic that is, but um, well, I know the feeling when you get a quarterback that you feel you can trust. So not much going for Colts fans over the past couple of years. So. Um, I would have liked to see that duo of Richardson and Taylor, so I'm still hoping we get the chance to see that. Yeah, I I, I think so too, Huff. Um, I really want to see Anthony Richardson with Jonathan Taylor, especially behind that elite O-line, you know? But, um, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine him holding out. What's that going to do for your stock? No one's going to give you a bag after that. You were one of the best running backs a year ago. You had to drop off an injury-riddled season. You got to bounce back here and show your true worth, in my opinion. And that, that AFC South is pretty wide open. I know the Jaguars are really good. I'm high on them. But the Colts are the youngest team in the NFL with nobody over the age of 30 on their roster. So why not hop on now and try and build towards the future? I agree 100%. That offensive line is cooked, though. I think maybe that's why he's not too happy. Yeah, but, like, what are you going to do, though? Your drafts, I mean, your, your stock's just going to go down if you don't play. Yeah. Alrighty, boys, it's time. Let's jump into this NFL season, week zero. Time to review some divisions, some uh, different conference winners, our Super Bowl picks, different player props, player awards, and so on. All these odds are from FanDuel, just to give us a flat ground of what we're all talking about. Why don't we start off with the NFC North? We've got the Lions, Vikings, Packers, and Bears. Lions first, their over-under is 9.5, the over coming in at minus 122, and the under at plus 100. What are you guys thinking about this one? Yeah, I actually have the Lions coming in at over that 9.5 win total, but just clearing it, I have them at 10-7. and seven. Um, This is going to be a really good division. I think it's gonna, really going to come down to the wire. The Vikings and the Lions play each other week 18, and I think that game is in Detroit, so I think that game can definitely be a, a division-deciding win, and I think the Lions are going to come out on top, make their push their uh, win total over nine and a half to 10. And I think they're going to take that division with 10 and seven record. Yeah. I also had them with 10 wins. I do have uh, the line or I don't have them winning this division. I won't say who yet, but I do have them same record, Mackie 10 and seven. Uh, they, they get that, that not over nine and a half by the hook. I, I honestly, am going to take the under here. I'm not buying in on this lion's hype so far. They, they have a tough schedule to start the season too. And uh, that defense is so unproven. Um, I don't know how they're going to keep people out of the end zone. I've been predicting a lot of similar scores to last year, a lot of uh, backdoor covers, if you will. Um, Over is going to be a big play for me on these Lions games this year. They're going to be exciting to watch, but I still think they're going to be under that double-digit win mark. They could still eke into the playoffs the way the NFC is going to play out this year, but I think they're going to be the two or the three seed in the NFC North this season. I like what they did. I like what they did bringing in Jameer Gibbs. I think they're going to score a lot. They have Amon Ra. Jared Goff's playing a lot better. They play well behind Dan Campbell. Weak O-line, though. Um, suspect running game. Obviously, you have DeMont and Gibbs, but they're new in that defense. I mean, 
not too many big names besides Hutchinson on that side of the ball. Yeah, I definitely like your takes. This team definitely has a pretty lower ceiling. Uh, we can definitely see this team not make the playoffs, or we can see them have a pretty insane season. Like a lot of people are kind of anticipating. I think we'll see somewhere in the middle, but I do like their uh, their chances to make it into the playoffs. Yeah, I went I went under for the Lions there, plus 100. I had them win in nine games, so we'll see what happens here. Next up, the Vikings over under 8.5. The over is favorited, minus 128 in the under at plus 104. Ace, what are you thinking on this one? Let's get this going. I'm, I'm telling you what, I'm slamming this over here. I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings to win the division. They have the most experience on their roster. I know Adam Thielen's gone, so you think, oh, they don't have veteran presence. No, they have Kirk O'Bangs, Kirk Two Chains, whatever you want to call him. Um, he's going to be slinging the ball and wearing that chain on flights all throughout the country. Justin Jefferson, best receiver in the league out of LSU. I think Alexander Madison is a formidable running back. They have great secondary options behind Jefferson, whether it be at tight end, wide receiver two that they drafted this season. Um, and that defense is going to play better than most people think. In a division with so many unexpected things to come this year, a lot of new guys, new spots, give me that experienced Minnesota team. I agree completely with everything you just said. I, I was surprised to see this set at 8.5. It's kind of a weird line in my opinion, but I'll fall right into it for all the reasons you just said. I said the video on our social media. I like the Vikings to win this division as well. I'm going to go over eight and a half wins at minus 128. I feel like you could shop that, maybe find a little bit better price, but um, the the eight and a half, I love that number. Yeah, I'm definitely with you guys here. I do like this Vikings team, and I think they had a really good record last year. So this is, I think they're like 12 and five if I'm if I wasn't if I'm not wrong. But yeah, it's they won so many one score games. So a lot of people think their fall off this year is they're not going to win all those one score games. Which I mean, anyone could say if this, if that, but like. They did. They won all those one-score games, so right. they found if a way anything, to win a lot of those games. If anything, it proves more that they're they're uh, going to win more games because they can shine in the big moment. But I do really like this team, and obviously the Kirk Jettas connection is still there, and they still really have all the pieces that they've had. Obviously, losing Dalvin Cook, but like I said, Alexander Madison's not a not a bad running back in the in that backfield. So I like this team to also win ten games, uh, going over the eight and a half mark as well. I think they're going to be fun to watch this year. I think Kirk. Cousins takes a big step forward here and uh, solidifies himself as the best quarterback in the division, maybe top three in the NFC. And if you watch the quarterback documentary, you do know that Kirk Cousins was injured for a lot of last season, and he still played pretty pretty damn well. So uh, Kirk's got a lot in the tank there over in Minnesota. Can't imagine that defense performing under what it did last year as well. Next team up here, the Packers, over seven and a half. They're over sitting at minus 150. The under at plus 122, that over just excessively favorited there. What are you guys thinking? I'm I'll, gonna I'll start us out. Go ahead. You want me to start here, Mackie? Yeah, you can go. You... All right, I'll start us out here. I have this, this over-under set at 7.5, and, and that over is a pretty heavy minus 150. I, I had the, the backers ending the season with six, maybe seven wins, so I like this under being at plus 122. And that's no disrespect to Jordan Love. I do think he's going to step in and be a pretty good quarterback for them. Um, I'm just not big on a lot of the pieces that they lost. They do still have a good defense. I, I mean, this is a team that I feel like they could either take a huge step and be a really good team this year and possibly win, the, win that division because of the divisional games that they would win along the way. But I don't know. I'm going to go under on the, the plus 122. I think they end the season with seven wins, six wins. Yeah, I'm going to slam the under on this one too. This is one of my favorite unders in the season. Um, seven and a half is way too high for a team that just won. Um, if I'm not wrong, they won eight and nine last year or nine and eight. One of the two. Okay. Well, if they went nine and eight, you still had Aaron Rodgers at quarterback and 
I you, you haven't even seen Jordan Love play yet, and I really think he's going to come out to a slow start. It, and even if he does kind That's of figure it out after that, I agree. It, it's it's going to be tough for a rookie quarterback to come back from that with a team that really isn't. It, it's probably a little below average in in the league. So I think this is a pretty high uh, over under total with, with two pr- way better teams in my opinion ahead of you in the division. So schedule is not going to be easy. The team's not really the best this year. I do. I, I have them winning five games this year. Um, I, I mean that's just how I how it came out to be with uh with the schedule that I went through. But um, I I, I love this no, under seven, seven and a half. Ace, before you go, before you go, I completely agree with what you said, Mackie. And I think I think Love. I I'm not low on Jordan Love. I just think like you said, I think he's gonna struggle to start. I think he will catch his footing though. It's hard to come in behind a quarterback like like Aaron Rodgers after he's been there for what thirteen years, fourteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like your guys' takes on this Packers team with so much being unknown about Jordan Love. But uh, I'm I'm not going to touch too much of the NFC North here. Really weird division this year. It will be fun to watch. I'm definitely not touching this team's win total over under. I have them at either 7 or 8, and uh, I think it's going to swing either way. There's going to be some close games throughout. Their schedule is not too, too friendly, which doesn't make me happy. But all those wins, 7 or 8, which is a lot for them, I think, Um really come from everybody not named Jordan Love. I think a healthy defense this year. They missed Rashawn Gary for the better part of the season when they went on that tear. Healthy Jair Alexander. Um, a lot of other names on that defensive side of the ball are going to step up this year. I like that running back tandem with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Um, I think Christian Watson is going to really take a next jump up this year. He might be one of those unspoken wide receivers that makes a jump this season. I think he's actually really good. If you guys remember correctly, we had him on our team card pretty often to score touchdowns, first touchdowns and whatnot, and he'd cash them out. I know Rodgers isn't there, but I'm eager to see what Love has in the tank. I'm going to put him at right between 7 and 8. I think they have a perfect line here. Not going to touch it, but I don't think they're going to be in playoff contention, but they're going to be a competitive team and give better teams more trouble than they expect. All right, let's round out this NFC North with the Bears. Bears coming in at over under 7.5 wins this season. The over is favorited minus 122 in the under plus 100. Mackie, what are you thinking about the Bears? Justin Fields. I know you love Justin Fields. Yeah, a little higher higher on Justin Fields coming into this season than last season, but uh, still a team that went 3-14 and 14 last year, and a 7.5 win total is still pretty high. Um, I have them winning six games this year, so they'll go 6-11, and because Justin Fields did take that next step to be a bit of a better quarterback. Um He'll he'll find he'll find a way to win some games that he should probably shouldn't be winning, but I just think seven and a half is a little too much here for still a a pretty young, inexperienced Bears team. Um, I could see them definitely winning seven games. I don't really know, but eight eight and nine for this Bears team is probably what I would say is the ceiling for them. But uh, I don't know, Huff. What do you think about this one? I I actually have the the Bears winning like eight games, possibly nine. I'm sitting right where the where that Packers team was last year, so I like this over. Um, I'm big on, I think they have a pretty friendly schedule to start the season. I know they get the Chiefs week three, but um, you go, they start week one, we get a divisional rival against the Packers, another young quarterback in Jordan Love, we just talked about them. Week two, they're Tampa, week three, Kansas City, week four, Broncos, and week five, uh, Commanders. So I think they could pick up three wins in the first five weeks personally. So, um, But I, I, I'm going to go over on the Bears here. I, I like that line. Oh, that's, that's another one. I'm telling you, I'm not touching this division too, too much. I think they're going to be right around the um, Vikings, or not the Vikings, the Vikings are win this division. They're going to be the only team above double-digit wins. But I think they're going to be between the Packers 
and the Lions here. I think those games are going to be really tight ones to watch, and that's going to determine who gets a two-seed and a potential playoff bid. Because I think there's going to be two teams out of this division to the playoffs. Can't tell you the second one. Uh, I'm leaning Lions, I guess. But these Bears are so unknown. I really like what they did in the offseason. They shored up that defense while Tremaine Edmonds, they brought in the guy from um, the Eagles too. So they have two solid linebackers there. Um, I know they signed some veterans late at the deadline this year or the free agency this year. And then adding DJ Moore on the other side of the ball with Khalil Herbert, he looked like he was going to be electric. Hopefully Cole Komet can take a step. I think this team is going to be fun to watch. I think Justin Fields is going to pop off in the running game, have still a bit of a turnover issue this season, but I, I'm going to project them right around seven or eight wins, kind of with Hoff um, finishing around third or fourth in the division this year, but an improvement on last year. Alrighty, boys, solid picks there in the NFC North. Let's see who's going to win the division. We've got the Lions coming in as the favorite at plus 145, the Vikings behind them at plus 260, Packers at plus 350, and the Bears at plus 430. Who do you guys got for the NFC North? I love that value on that Vikings team. I already have money on that. I love that. I have them plus 275, so I don't know the number you said. I took them a plus 275 on DraftKings. Agreed with Huff, Vikings, and Justin Jefferson. Great value. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions here, but it is, it's going to be very close coming down to the wire. That Week 18 game is going to be really important. That, yeah, I think that's going to be for it. Lots of value here with all uh, plus odds across the board in the NFC North. As Mackie always says, make sure to shop your odds. You know, you can definitely get better odds other places, things like that. But this is just what we're going off of for today's podcast. Let's move forward. NFC South, uh, Saints over, plus 114. The under, minus 140. Nine and a half wins this season. Huff, what are you thinking? Get us going. I love this, this over-under, and I'm going to go over here. I think this Saints team really takes a big step this season. They have likes of Cam Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore on defense, the Honey Badger. They got their quarterback in Derek Carr. I think he steps in there with the the running backs that they added. I mean, Kamara's been there. He's on suspension, but Jamal Williams comes in, the touchdown leader from last season. They have Chris Olave in year two. They still got Slant Boy and Michael Thomas, and they have they brought Jimmy Graham back. He's like 47 years old, but I don't think that's a bad idea to get him up the middle. Um, we saw him making plays in preseason. I love this Saints team. They get, they get the AFC South as some of their out-of-conference games, and um, I'm big on them. I think they could end the season with 11 wins. I have them. Out, there's a sneak peek. I got them winning the division. It's not not too much of a like a big hot take, but I'm big on this Saints team. I like this over under. Yeah, I I, I kind of like the Saints team as well. And like Huff said, uh, they get to play the AFC South and they get to play their own division twice a year or twice each. So uh, that's huge for them as well. I I I think this win total is like perfect. I have them winning nine or ten games. Um, I actually have them at nine right now, but. Um, this team is good. They brought in Derek Carr. Like you said, they brought in uh, Jamal Williams as well, leading rushing touchdown last year. They have Chris Olave, Slant Boy. Um, they have a great offensive line, too, for and, all and, those running backs. That's why all those running backs stay there. And they added to that nice defense as well. So I think this team in a weak division uh, can definitely do some damage this year. But I, I, I'm going to go under on this win total, even though I still do think that they win the division. Yeah, Mackie thinks that someone's going to win the NFC South with – a negative win total or no record nine on the and a half. Nine and a half. They can have nine wins. It's nine. Oh, all, right, all right. Well, that, all right. I love them. Close. The I'm ten. saying the I whole really division is going to be around 500. You're, you're speculating roughly, right? No, not at all. All right. All right. Well, we'll see. Somebody has to win some games. I'm, I'm thinking they're going to be in the 10 to 12 range here. 
I really like bringing Derek Carr, a guy with veteran savvy. He's led teams to the playoffs before. Chris Olave is one of the top wide receivers in the NFL. Great rookie campaign. Uh, Michael Thomas, to be determined if he's actually going to be on the field and how relevant he is. But I like the options behind them with uh, Rashid Shaheen. He kind of jumped on the scene last year. Um, some depth at tight end there. Taysom Hill is still a gadget player you have. Jamal Williams gets in the end zone, especially with AK out for a while. It's going to be nice. That O-line, Hoff alluded to, really good. On the D-line, too, you have Cam Jordan, some other big names there. Demario Davis, one of the best linebackers in the league. Tyron Matthew is going to come back to form a bit more this year. And you got Lat on the outside. I think he's one of the best corners in the league when we did our rankings throughout the year. So I think the veteran savvy is going to help a lot in this division. Um, this is going to be probably one of my favorite bets for the year is them to win their division. Um, eager to see how this team plays this season. Light, light schedule. Very light. So... Um, get them at plus odds while you can. I love over nine and a half wins. I think they're the only team to touch double digits in the division this season. I agree. I think 12 is a little high. I think they truly get it by the hook. I think they get 10 or 11. Do you guys see uh, their punter they signed this year too? The one from Australia. He's been in the news as of late, 30-year-old, with a crazy journey to get there. No, I haven't seen that. Uh, I think he's Australian. He was like a scaffolder or something like that. Then he owned a tattoo shop in Indonesia. Jesus. And then he went to Juco in San Francisco. Uh, saying he was following Mitch Wisniewski, who kicks or punts in the NFL currently. And uh, now he, yeah, yeah, he followed his path there and uh, found his way to the league. And now he's on the team. He's got a duster and a mullet, too. So you got to love it. That's great. Love that. Yeah, Saints, I think they're going to do well this season. I like that over. I mean, plus 114, I think there's some value there. Definitely nine and a half wins. Tough beat, but I think they'll get to 10. Falcons are next. Their over-under wins are sitting at eight and a half. Their over is favored at minus 132 and the under at plus 106. What are you guys seeing happening here? Uh, probably the most, yeah, the most favorited odds on the over in the NFC South. What, Mackie, you want to get us going? Mackie, your Mets just went back-to-back solo shots. Yeah, this is a sketchy one. But go ahead. Um, yeah, I can get us Falcon. going. This I don't love this over under. I think it's a good line. Um, this Falcons team, they could be they could be scary a few games. Bringing in a nice running back and Bijan, obviously all the hype around him. And uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, they still have Mariota down there. Or are they going with Ritter? Mariota's in Philly. So they, are they going with Ritter? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. and Heineke is the backup there. Yeah, I don't know. Heineke might end up being the starter over there. Falcons always have some trouble with their uh, with their quarterback. I feel like they have a few every year, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna go under on this win total. I think it's a good line, but um, they'll they'll be right around 500. I agree. I think they get eight wins. I'll keep it short, Ace, and then I'll hand things off over to you. I think they get eight wins. Um, I see the see the hype around them for all the good reasons, but I think Ritter, for the same reasons, I think the Packers struggle to start. I think Ritter's gonna do the same thing, and I think the Falcons will struggle to start and lose a couple. Uh, start out kind of maybe I don't know I don't know their exact schedule but maybe two uh, two and five two and four uh, somewhere in that ballpark and it's going to be tough to get to get nine wins after that. Yeah, I think with the growing pains with the young offense along with that tougher early part of the schedule, not too tough being the NFC South, nothing's too tough. But I I'm excited to watch this team. I'm going to go with the under on their win total here. I don't think they put up many wins. Not many teams in this division will. But they're going to be an exciting offense to watch, I think. A lot of guys trying to figure it out at the pro level. You have Desmond Ritter, you have Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, and Drake London. Those are superstars that a lot of teams would love to have at their age nowadays. I like what they did on the defensive side of the ball by bringing in Jesse Bates and Jeff Okuda, 
along with AJ Terrell, one of the best up-and-coming corners in the league. That's going to be a pretty lockdown secondary. They're going to get theirs. They'll be in games. These NFC South games, you remember on Amazon Prime, Thursday Night Football, Panthers, Falcons, two terrible teams duking it out, slugfest back and forth. So that's how I expect the NFC South to be. I don't think they win many games, but they'll be uh, fighting. And I think they're one of those teams, unlike the Saints, that's built for the future in this division. Good stuff, boys. Let's stay in the NFC South. Panthers up next over under seven and a half uh, over at minus 110 as well as the under minus 110. Panthers here. What are we thinking? Who's the Panthers quarterback mm-hmm. this year? Who did they just get? I'm Bryce thinking. Young. I was just going to say, yeah. This is this is tough. Um, uh, I'm going to go under. Uh, seven and a half. Again, they... It, I don't. I think they pick up wins in their division, like maybe split with the Falcons kind of thing. But I don't know. I'm not huge on this team. They have a good defense, but I think it'll keep them in there. But I don't love their offense enough to to put up the points that they're going to need to to win some of these games. Um, I'll probably go under right at that six or seven mark. Yeah, I'm definitely on the under here. I think this offense is so unproven. No true playmakers on that side of the ball. Going to be a lot of young growing pains for Bryce Young. That defense is pretty loaded up, and they're getting better. I know they have guys like Jace Horn and Brian Burns on that side of the ball. They fly around to the football, and they're competitive, but I'm not sold on any weapon they have to score points at all. Their schedule is not too friendly. I think they're one of the weakest teams in the league. They could be competing for a top pick again this year. I think they finished third or fourth in the division. I'm going under here. Mackie, what do you think about these Panthers? Not Florida yeah, Panthers, th- by the way. Carolina Panthers. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with everything you just said. I think Bryce Young's going to have a really frustrating rookie campaign. Uh, he's, he's really tiny, and it's really, he, you can see that he's already having trouble seeing over that offensive line. He's not going to have the time that he had at Alabama, and he's, it's going to catch up to him real quick. I think he's going to have a really slow start, maybe find himself a little towards the middle of the season, but I'm not high on him to begin with. So uh, I think this Panthers team is going to underachieve to the max. Uh, like you said, they could be fighting for that number one spot at the end of the year for, for – um, draft picks but uh yeah i'm going under here Bryce young not much help at alabama he had a lot of guys that got drafted highly but um now he is doesn't have too much around him gotta look for someone maybe terrence marshall jr someone's a young young guy like bryce young someone's gotta jump onto the scene for them on the offensive side of the ball a lot of miles sanders they they address some problems but yeah i'm not big on them coming into the season no, the defense is going to keep them in games. If they win them, it's going to be that that side of the ball that does it for them. Brian Burns is one of the best players in the league. I'm I'm actually surprised none of us brought him up in any of our discussions uh, when we were ranking positionally earlier in the year. But there's some he other sits guys. It's like right in that six or seven spot. Yeah, and he's I mean he's in a tough spot too. There's really good names at that position, but he's a young guy too. Um, perennial Pro Bowl in my opinion. So not too high of hopes for the Carolina Panthers as we get into our last team in the NFC South. Yeah, you said it. Last team in the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their win total coming in at six and a half. The over at plus one sixteen, under at minus one forty two. Really, Fanduel has no faith in the Bucks this year. Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. What do we think's happening? What was that in total again? Six and a half. Six and a half. I'm probably the highest on the Bucks out of all of us. I know Mackey's kind of trashed them early in the year. We've already had this debate, I believe, of this six and a half, and it's a crazy good line as most of them have been because Vegas knows what they're doing. But I think they can get over this win, Mark. I don't think they finish in the basement of the division. I think the Panthers do. 
I know you guys are biting your lips like, oh, no way, under, under, hammer. They're, they're trying to get that pick. But I don't know hammer, but... Baker Mayfield might will them to some of those backdoor covers. And I love... You've heard me talk about it all summer long. If they're going to win any games, it's because of that championship defense carrying them to get there. And they have two of the best receivers in the division. Uh, yeah, it, I, but Baker can cover as many games as he wants to. This isn't there against the spread record. This is straight up. And I got them getting like five wins around there six i i think it's a good number i think they'll be right around there i don't think they get three or four i think it, you'll be sweating this one out i think they end the season maybe with six five or win, five or six wins yeah you won't see this on my card but i think i think they're gonna eke it out and get over i don't i don't know i mean i feel like baker's definitely not gonna be the starter there the entire season we know how this goes by week four they'll be looking to someone else they'll probably have five starting quarterbacks by the end of the year but I, I can't see this team going 7-10. and 10. I can't see them winning seven games. I got to go with the under here. I have them definitely fighting for a first round or for the number one overall pick this year. I think that they do have some skill pieces around them. They obviously have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on the on the sides, but and like you said, that championship defense, they still have a good amount of pieces of that team. So they can win games that they probably shouldn't be winning, but I can't see them winning seven games this year. I'm going to go with the under. There's going to be a lot of splits in the NFC South this season, I feel like. All righty. I'm curious to hear your guys' divisional winners in the NFC South. Saints, Falcons, Panthers, and Bucks. Saints coming in as the favorite, plus 130. Falcons, plus 210. Panthers, plus 360. And Bucks, plus 750. Ace, what are you thinking? You want to get us rolling? I think we can all say this in unison. It's going to be the New Orleans Saints. This has been our lock, I want to say, ever since we've been discussing the nfl in the offseason this year you might see this on our team card we got a shot for those best odds but correct me if i'm wrong it's new orleans saints across the board yeah i agree i don't even need to say anything i took up i've already bet this one as well farty farty come here boy farty hey what are you trying to tell me something boy what the black Lincoln collective podcast What? BLCpodcast.com? And Twitter? And YouTube? Party! Thank you so much! Good boy. Good boy, Party. Lots of good stuff, boys. NFC East is next. The Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders. Starting it off with the Eagles, their win total, 11.5. The over at plus 104 and the under at minus 128. What do we think the Eagles are going to do uh, with coming into this season? Highest win total that I can see, 11.5. Yeah, I um, being a Cowboys fan, obviously, I feel a little of different ways about them, but I do have them going over 11.5 wins this season. Uh, you're in an NFC where you there's not many there's not much competition throughout the NFC I'd say that then maybe the uh the Niners maybe the Cowboys if you want to give them that but um they're 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 going to be up there atop the NFC at the end of the season and I think you got to go at least 12 and 5 to be there and they're still the head they're still up and down the roster probably the most talented team in the league and Jalen Hurts even though I think he's going to have a bit of, of not a down year but a little less than last year um, I, I still think he's going to get the job done. That team's just too good to not win 12 games this year. I have them winning the division at 12-5. and five. You know what's crazy, Mackie, is uh, I'm probably one of the few people that 
that likes your Cowboys here. I do not think the Eagles repeat their success. That roster is so good. But they start off pretty light on their schedule, right? So they'll start off with a good record. But once you get past, like, they have, they have even early on, it's Vikings, or no, after the Vikings win, divisional game, uh, Rams, it's a win. Then you have Jets, Dolphins, divisional game, divisional game, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, divisional game, Seahawks. That's a tough run right there. Um, putting up over double 12 wins is a lot. And then they end their season with the Giants twice in the last two weeks of the year. I don't think the Giants are good, but they play those Eagles tight divisional game. And it's, I, I have a feeling they might not sweep them. I think I'm taking the under here. I could see them at 11 wins this season. Maybe even less than that. Personally, I'm probably one of the few people that's going to say that. I know the NFC is weak, but if anybody has a tough schedule in the NFC, it's these Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I, I'm. I have them going over as well. I have them sitting there with 12, 12 and five, maybe even thirteen and four. I think they lose games to, to the Chiefs, uh, maybe the Bills, the 49ers. They could lose those. I mean, two of those three right there. Um, I think they slip up either to the Jets or the Dolphins one of those weeks, but. Um, other than that, I think, and then maybe like A said, split with the Giants. So four or five losses sitting right there. No Cowboys, huh? Yeah, right. And the Commanders <laughs> play them tough too. They beat them last year. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see what what if, who's the starting quarterback down there in Dallas. I don't even think they know right now. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. What's who's, who's your new quarterback that you got? Listen, buddy, your your boy Kenny Pickett got more to lose than fucking, or got more to worry about than Dak Prescott. Is that true? Is Kenny fighting for a starting job right now? He's going to be after week three. We'll see. Hey, Huff, what do you think the Eagles go between the Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys twice, and um, they had another good team that stretch? Dolphins and 49ers. Jets. 49ers, too. Those are seven games right there. Dolphins, Jets, 49ers, Bills, Chiefs, Cowboys twice. Let's see. One, two, three, four. Five. Five losses in this whole season. That's what I have. Puts you I think right they'll up split against that the, line. Puts you right up yeah. against that line. They can't slip yeah, up. I mean, they know they know what they're doing. You think they sweep Dallas? I don't know. I, I like I said, they'll either they'll if they uh, they'll either split with Dallas or beat the Jets and Dolphins kind of thing. Like I don't know. I just have them getting twelve wins. I don't know exactly how in one of those scenarios, but I also have them slipping up another I forget what game I had them losing. They're losing. Like a I don't like game. that the games. The games I have them losing are like the preseason. Everyone's gonna have them losing to the. You know what I mean. But like, I could see them beat either the Bills or the 49ers at home. You know what I mean. I don't think they lose two weeks in a row. Uh, I know they're two top tier teams. The 49ers. But I could see them beat that 49ers team. I think the 40. I think they could beat the 49ers and personally again. We'll have to see with a real QB under center in San Francisco. That is a tough schedule over there for Philadelphia. That's a high win total for such a tough schedule. So I think they'll be right around the hook, 11-12 wins. But um, Ace, you make some good points over there. The funny thing is, is we talk about the NFC being so weak. They're one of the few NFC teams with a tough schedule, in my opinion. Let's keep it going here. NFC East Cowboys up next. Their total win total at 9.5. The over at minus 162, under plus 132. Mackie, your Cowboys, how are they going to fare this season? Yeah, I like the over here, and it might you guys might just say it's biased, but I think 9.5 is pretty low for, for this Cowboys team. Um, they're, they're the Cowboys. They're over a season, they're, or the regular season overachievers. They do it every year, and then they get to the playoffs, and they forget how to play football. Um, nine wins, 10 wins is, is, is pretty likely for this team this year. 
I like Dak to have a good year to come in. I really don't think he even had a bad bad year last year. Too many turnovers, but you know, if you go back and watch some film, a lot of them are the receivers' faults, bouncing off their chest, tip balls, stuff like that. Um, he, he's he's a good quarterback. He's an underrated quarterback in my opinion, and I, and I think he's really going to cut down on those turnovers this year. And uh, I, I think he, he he controls the division year in and year out when he's healthy. I think he's going to go at least four and two, probably five and one in that division. Um, taking a loss to the Eagles, I think. But, you know, they, they win games in the regular season. It's a very good regular season team. Um, they have the weapons. They have probably de- debatably the best defense in the league. They brought in some weapons. They brought in Steph- Stephon Gilmore to uh, compliment Tra- Trayvon Diggs on the other side. Uh, I, I, I do like this roster this year. I, I, think, uh, I, I think they'll go over nine and a half wins. Mackie, I'm right there with you with the nine and a half wins. I think that's a lock if there ever was one. Regular season Warriors look like the best team, and then they fumble up in the playoffs. That's a whole different season, though. We're just focused on this regular season here. Nine and a half. I love double digits. Way too much talent on both sides of the ball. Experienced talent, too. One of the best O-lines in the league. That defense has two studs on the outside. Great center pressure coming through, too. Their secondary is building up. They got stronger linebackers. I don't like the coach, but he's been there and won a lot of games. Um, looking at their schedule, I project them to win 11. And if they can pull out any of these other ones that I see them slipping up, they could win the division. Because I have the Eagles and the Cowboys both getting 11 wins this year. And then we'll see how it plays out for the uh, division. But uh, that's this Cowboys team, I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to have a swing early in the season, though. Get this. I don't know if you checked the schedule too much. I think they start off 3-0, and and then they go back to 3-3, and and then they go on a nice little streak. They're going to be a streaky team this year. Their schedule lays out that way to me. But... Um, this will, this will be a, a fun team to watch. Uh, I think they are they have potential to, to win the NFC or be a top two or three team in the NFC this season. They always do, but you know what happens come, around, come, uh, come January. Hey, that's a whole different conversation for a whole different time. Yeah, I got, I got them going over for all the reasons you guys said. I had them sitting with 10 wins, so uh, I like that over. I don't know if I'll actually bet it with how steep it is, but I got over 9.5 for Dallas. Got to be a lock to make the playoffs this season, right? In a weak NFC conference, we, yeah, definitely. Until we see number 15 under center. Why do you act like Dak doesn't play? Uh, Dak, Dak Prescott's good. And a fun fact is that Giants haven't beat Dak Prescott since like 2017. Is Deuce Vaughn going to be relevant at all? I think he's he's been turning saying, some heads in the preseason. I don't have anything against Dak. I don't like Trey Lance, and I'm scared they're going to go to Trey Lance. That's what I'm scared of. No. Uh, I don't know. I, dude, Jerry Jones is for his guys. That's why Mark McCarthy is still there. He probably gave him his word that he wouldn't fire him or something. And he's like Jerry that with Jerry Jones Dak. didn't he's, tell Dak he went to go get Trey Lance, though. He did. He went against Mike McCarthy and obviously Dak's. He didn't tell Dak, but he went against Mike McCarthy's word. I just think I it's think a good it against chip, his it's word. A good chip I think to was, have. I think they just didn't tell him. But honestly, Trey Lance, third overall pick two years ago for a fourth-round pick. I, I mean, who wouldn't do that? It's a great safety safety blanket if Dak does go down which he has before can't say he's not a little injury prone but and he, if he fits does the go down, scheme he fits the scheme so well I, I I I like the move and I like he's he's a quick quarterback bring him in for a wildcat or something you can do a lot of things <laughs> just, with a guy like that just and give your time about it. you know Dak Prescott's a high-end quarterback in this league I think they have a successful regular season once again and end up in the playoffs I really think they might take it to the Eagles on a little Super Bowl hangover and steal that NFC East this year I don't. Not, I don't think. I wish a, there I was better value, though. I really do. I just don't think he's on a tight leash at all. I think this is his team, and he knows it. But I, that is a little sketchy that he did bring him in without saying anything to Dak or Mike McCarthy. 
Yeah, I don't love that, but I'm more just giving you a hard time because I haven't been big on him since. I mean, we just haven't seen him play. Like if I'm I could get to the NFL, I'm if I could get to the NFL after only playing 500 snaps of football, like sign me up for that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not very big on him as well, but I mean the, the upside. It's a is low there. risk. It's a low risk, high reward movie. Exactly. He didn't give up anything. Exactly. You're not risking much for uh, something that could be pretty damn good, but. I, I like Dak as my franchise quarterback. Could be a, anyway. could be a good thing for Dak. It could light a fire under his ass, maybe a little bit. Curious to see what your Cowboys do here, Mackie. But let's move over to your Giants. You know the New York Giants. Their win total sitting at seven and a half. The over at minus one hundred four. The under at minus one eighteen. Giants here. What do we think uh, Saquon and the boys are going to get up to this year? Ace, you want to get us rolling? Under, just under. I I hate this team. They're not good. Good coach, but everything else is trash. Saquon will be gone after this year. Daniel Jones overpaid under. See, I I I I disagree. I mean, Brian Dayball is definitely a great coach. Um I I do like Daniel Jones. He's not he's an underrated quarterback. He goes under the radar a lot because he's so nonchalant and kind of plays a lot like somebody who used to be there and won two Super Bowls over that team up in Boston. But um he has a lot of the same tendencies. I don't think he can pull two Super Bowl rings out of his pocket, but he he can he can get the job done. We saw it last year. You have you just resigned Saquon. Ace, I, I'm not a Giants fan, dude. No, I'm just um, saying six rings in New England. Remember you that. You bring in Isaiah Simmons. Uh, with, you got, you still got Kayvon Thibodeau on that back on that defense. So I I think this team will sit right around that seven and a half win mark. I I have them going over at eight wins, but uh, I I like Daniel Jones. My big Daniel Jones guy. I'm right there with you. I have him at eight wins. I think this line is perfect because I think I'll be sweating this out till maybe the last two weeks of the season, week 17 or 18. But um, I do have him with eight wins for the same reason you said. I th- I think Daniel Jones has a good court or another good year. Uh, Vanilla Vic, I like to call him. A lot of people call him. It's a great nickname. Uh, Saquon, new deal. You bring him back. And like you said, the defense is what it is. When you bring in Isaiah Simmons for a seventh round pick, I, I think the Giants get eight wins. Good stuff there. Lots of lots of good stuff coming into the end of the uh, NFC East here. The Commanders, their win total is at six and a half. The over plus one hundred, under at minus one twenty two. Any faith in these uh, newly sold Commanders? They're going to be pesky. I don't know if they're going to win a lot of games, That's but they're going to be pesky. That's exactly you know, what I'm saying. I I want this team to win zero games after that bullshit that they pulled in the preseason, but uh, I I don't like them to win a lot of games this season either i also have their under i think sam howell has a lot to learn in the nfl and i don't think the team around him i mean you have terry mclaurin on the, on the side who obviously is a good safety blanket to have and you have a pretty good defense over there defensive uh they have a nice pass rush but uh tougher division i don't, I don't i'm not 100 percent sure about their schedule but i i have them going what's their over under seven and a half or six and a half six and a half yeah, I have them. I have winning four games this year, so I have their under. Yeah, it's, it's six and a half. That's a pretty hefty line for the division they're in. I think they're in the only tough division in the NFC. Um, if they were in the NFC South, they could potentially win this division with the talent they have on their roster. That defense is one of the top defenses in the league. I expect a big bounce back year from Chase Young, but I think just the spot they're in, they got to play the Giants twice. I don't think they're very good, but that's competitive. They're going to be a similar record to the to the. Giants, I think they go with six wins. I'm going to say max out if everything goes well. Um, I'm going to take the under here. They're going to be in the basement of the division. 
The problem they're going to start off 1-0, though. And they play the Cardinals week one. That defense is going to go off, and people are going to be way too high on them. But um, the, they'll come the, back the to problem, The problem is I see them winning maybe one game in the division, and that's, that's tough to – I mean, how many out of con- or how many out of division games are you really going to win? I have them with five wins. I like this under. Um, I, like you said, I think they start out one and zero. So I don't know if you can really live bet win totals. So if you can, maybe wait till they pick up a win week one and try to get it at seven or something. But um, I like under six and a half. Solid stuff, boys. NFC East: Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, and Commanders. The Eagles lead that division in odds at minus one fifteen. Cowboys behind them at plus one seventy five. Giants at plus 700, and Commanders at plus 1,300. Do you guys got winning the NFC East? Eagles. I'm going to go Eagles as well. Cowboys steal it. Plus 175. Give me better odds, though. That's why I have plus 175. But if I can get that above 225, that'd be nice. Definitely some value there on the Cowboys there, plus 175. You can, Like I said, you can definitely find some better odds. Let's shift over to the NFC West, the last division in the NFC. 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals started off with the 49ers. Their twin total coming in at 10.5, the over at minus 162, and the under at plus 132. Do you see the uh, 49ers just killing that 10.5, or do you see it us teetering right around there? Ace, I do. I, I, I think they win the NFC this season. I think it's a revenge tour. I think they get to the Super Bowl. Um, as they should have last year, but they ran into some injury issues and a very hot Eagles team. Um, I think this division, the Seahawks will come back down to earth. Not much threat from elsewhere. I think this is going to be the team to beat. Best defense in the league, best skill players, and let's see what happens with those quarterbacks. Roll the dice. If anybody can make someone good, it's Kyle Shanahan. We've seen him do it with Garoppolo, 10.5, low number. Hammer that for me. They're going to win this division and win the NFC. Yeah, um, I like I like their over as well, but I see I see it right there by the hook, 10.5, 10 wins, 11 wins. I think uh, either will get the division, but I, I have them winning 11 games, so I'm going to go over here. But we've seen this team drop easy games in, in the beginning of the season time after time. Last year, I think they started the season 2-3 and three or something. They dropped game one. Obviously, it was a... It was a pool on the field the game or week one against the Bears last last year, and they ended up losing that one. I think it was in Chicago, but uh, this team just they, they drop games that they shouldn't early in the season, and then they kind of get into the flow of things. They end up rattling off nine straight. So uh, I have their over at, at them going eleven and five, winning the division. But uh, it's 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 going to be close, ten and a half high. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I have I don't like this number with those odds at all, so I will not be betting this. But I have them going over 11 wins as well, winning the division. All righty, let's keep going. The Seahawks next here in the NFC West. Their win total at 8.5. The over sitting at minus 142. And the under sitting at plus 116. I think the Seahawks are going to have somewhat of a fight this year. But, Mackie, what are you thinking? What was that win total again? Got it at 8.5 here on Fandle. Yeah, good good line. Good line. This team can go one of two ways. Um, I, I have them coming da- back down to earth, like Ace said, a little early, or a little um, going 7 and 10. So I'm going to go under on this one. But um, they they can they can very well go over as well. This team can, can overperform like they did last year. Gino... Needs to be on like he was last year. You're bringing in Smith and Jigbo. I think he's missing the first two, three weeks. But uh, you have a nice receiving core over there with uh, Lockett and 
uh dk i couldn't think of his name but uh yeah I, i'm gonna go under here but this team can definitely surprise me this isn't an, an, an under i would take yeah i uh i'm doing the i'm going with the under here as well i have the i have them going under i think it's seven or six or seven wins i had them sitting at i think it was seven so um uh, the, they're not the team i see popping off in the division that not a lot of people see coming so we'll get to that in the next in the next one i think this is going to be a pesky team Alrighty, the next team we got here is the Rams. Their win total sitting at six and a half. The over sitting at plus one ten, and the under at minus one thirty four. Just disappointing Rams. I don't think they're going to do much this year. But Huff, you want to get us going? I like the I like this Rams team coming into this year. I like this over six and a half win total for them. Honestly, I think they get that seven or eight, maybe even nine wins. I think this defense could come back to to its Super Bowl ways. This is a team that's just two years off of a Super Bowl championship and. Matt Stafford's coming back, and they didn't have Cooper Cup last year. I, I really like this Rams team coming back this year. I, I think they have uh, – I didn't look at their schedule too deep, but I like that six-and-a-half win total. I like them to go over that. Maybe, like I said, eight wins I could see them get, but I could see them surpass the Seahawks and get second place in this division. I am going to go over as well, Huff, but this defense is nothing like that defense two years ago. They lost No, a lot. They No, lost. I just – you know what I mean. Aaron Donald back to – he wasn't his himself last year. More the offensive side of the ball. They didn't have Stafford or Cup all last year. I think adding bringing those three guys back is absolutely huge, and it will bring them over six and a, what is it six and a half wins. Yeah, um, plus one ten. I think it'll definitely bring them over that, especially in a weak division. You play the Cardinals twice, you get to play the Seahawks twice, so I think you'll get three wins out of the four right there. And then obviously the Niners are a challenge, but you you have the veteran experience. You have some most of these guys have won a Super Bowl already. They know what they're doing out there, and you have Sean McVay running the plays. So. I mean, this team should definitely rattle off seven wins this year in a weaker division. I, I have them winning nine, actually, which might be a bit of an over-exaggeration because they do have one of the worst O-lines in the league, and their defense is not there at all either. But I don't, Dude, I don't think that's an over-exaggeration at all. I thought you were going to say I was kind of crazy when I said eight, maybe even nine wins. I th- I'm pretty high it's, on this team It's because the, their line is bottom five, and their defense is right there with that. I mean, the, the veteran experience is going to be there, but... Uh, you know, you have, I think they're I think they're that pesky team in the NFC that gets in that last place spot. Well, I'm I surprised. Actually, I'm surprised you guys are on this. I'm I'm actually on the complete opposite side. I think they come in at four wins this season. Um, anything above that will be a successful year. You look at their schedule and go down the list. <clears throat> I lean teams like the the Packers to grab wins against this Rams team. I think Matt Stafford's truly done. Um, Cooper Cup's their real only option. That defense is thinned out a bit. First year without Jalen Ramsey, right? Um, so it's going to be a lot of pressure on the shoulders of Cup and Donald to repeat success, some success they've had in the past. But I think they're going to be in the floor of the division this year, uh, fighting for a number one pick. Yeah, I think the season can go one of two ways for them, and it's either going to be really good or really bad. Well, I wouldn't say really yeah, good. I don't they're going to be. They're going to start zero and three. I don't see a situation where this win total goes six or seven. I either feel like they get five or like eight. And right off the rip, they have the uh, Seahawks, 49ers, and Bengals to start. So I'm not too confident in the Rams. They, I could definitely see them win one of those games. I could see them. Without a doubt. Maybe two. I mean, you never know, dude. They, they could, could definitely beat the Bengals, rattle off dude. two there. Bengals don't have Burrow. They could beat the Bengals easily. No, Burrow's back, dude. And that's week three, Burrow. He'll be locked in. Where's the game so far? Cincinnati. All right, we're the first two. Uh, One of them has got to be home. I feel like 49ers is regardless. 49ers game's home, but the 49ers, I think, are the best team in the NFC. They're not going to lose to the Rams. 
Those are games the Niners lose though early in yeah, the season. Yeah, those are the exact <clears throat> kind of games that the Niners lose. I could see that. I'm I'm I'm, I'm touting Sam the uh, Sam Fran on the uh, to have a comeback season with vengeance after slipping up in the NFC divisional round. Way too much talent, dude. Think about the talent. How are they? They don't have any secondary to cover that. I mean, Aaron Donald's the only guy on their team, and the the 49ers have a good O line. Alrighty, boys. The last team here in the NFC West, the Cardinals. Their total sitting at four and a half. The over at plus one ten, and the under at minus one forty two. I don't got much to say here. Under. Under as well. Worst team in the league. What's the they number will. again, though? Four and a half. They could have one. Oh, it's win. four and a half. Yeah. Oh, all right, then I'll take the under. I was gonna say I think they win four games. I really do. Especially okay, toward. That might be their ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. I was like, if it's three and a half, I might say like, yeah, it's too. That'd low be to... so disrespectful. That's to what I'm saying. Because at the end of the year, they have teams like the Seahawks. So I don't. I think the NFC West is going to be weak this year. I really do. I think they take a step back. So I, I think the Seahawks could be with Kyler back in. They have the Bears at the end of the season, the Rams, the Texans, the Falcons, the Browns. Um, those are a lot of teams that kind of fall out. Off notice how I didn't say the Steelers there. Solid team, that those Pittsburgh Steelers. Alrighty, boys. Who do you got winning the NFC West? The 49ers coming in as the favorite at minus 165. Seahawks behind them at plus 200. Rams at plus 1,000. And Cardinals at plus 2,700. So, just not a lot of value across the board there, I don't think. But I'm curious to hear who is winning the NFC West. Yeah, I got, I got the 49ers here as well. Niners. I think this 49ers pick is one of my locks for divisional winners. I think I might do a two or three team parlay. We'll get to that of uh, divisional winners, and the 49ers will definitely be in that one. What's the odds on it? I had them at like minus 115. I might have seen the best at, which was crazy. Maybe my, no, minus 150. Alrighty, boys. Makers is the running back, by the way. Alrighty, boys, let's shoot our focus over to the AFC. Starting off with the AFC North, the Bengals, Ravens, Browns, and the Steelers. The Bengals are the first ones up here. Their win total, 11.5. The over, plus 118. The under at minus 144. This is such a tough win total because 11.5 for a team like this, I mean, I I think it's too high to take an over. I don't know, because I, I do have them over 11.5 wins, but I think their ceiling is 12 wins. But I, I have the, the Bengals. I have them at 12 wins, but this team's obviously one of the better teams in the league. You have second-best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. Um, you have all the weapons in the world, but they're just gonna, it's, it's a tough schedule. It's a tough division. It's so easy to lose games in this division, and it's, it's, not a, it's, a, it's a hard AFC conference, so... 11 and a half, I am going to go over, but it's my least confident pick. And uh, it, it's going to be it's it's going to be really damn close with that with that total. Mac, I, I agree with you 100 percent. It's going to be close wherever it goes. 11 and a half, such a tough number. I mean, I want to get this off my chest before we get into the AFC North too much. And Huff and Jesse might not like it too much, but hot take. Everybody always says AFC North considered one of the best divisions in football. It's so competitive. I think these teams are a little bit, all of them are a bit more overrated than they actually are. Um, they will have successful seasons nonetheless. I think this is finally one of the seasons where they're better than people predict them to be. 
But I think they're going to come in second in the division this year. I think they go under an 11.5. It's going to be 11 wins. I don't know. I'm not touching this because it's such a weird number. But I think they put up double digits and definitely 10, probably 11 wins, though, this season. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Ace. I have them going under 11.5. I actually have them sitting at 10, 10 and 7. Um, just the tough division, AFC North. Everyone always splits, usually splits with each other. Tough. And everyone's going to be pretty good this year. So. Um, I think they get some. They pick up some losses in the division. Maybe could even slip the two and four in the division. Maybe go zero uh, and two against a Ravens or a Steelers. I could have seen that happen many times. Um, but yeah, I could, I could see them go ten wins. I'm going under eleven and a half. Let's shoot it over to Baltimore. The Baltimore Ravens' win total is ten and a half. They're over plus one hundred four. They're under minus one twenty eight. Kind of indifferent about this Ravens team coming into this season, but I'm curious, what are you guys thinking? Ace, you want to get us started? Yeah, I think I'm definitely taking this over 10.5. I think they're going to get the division back this year. I love what they did. Could be my brother blowing smoke up about this this Ravens team, but I think the reality is if they're healthy and they play their potential, they could be one of the best teams in the league, a Super Bowl contender. And I'm going to err on that side because like, they're due for it. I'd like to see it. I like what they added around them. Um, Lamar Jackson, he's probably going to play a bit smarter after missing some games. And now he's signing that contract. So he's going to lock in for the future as well. I think he's going to put himself out of harm's way. I like the talent they have on this team. I think they get over 10.5 for sure this season. I'm right there with you. I got over 10.5. I, I think they get 11. I'm going to go under here. I have them going 10-7. and seven. Uh, Tough division. and I. I don't know. I just I think they're third in a division by the end of the season, so I'm gonna go under. All righty, Cleveland Browns up next. Their win total nine and a half. The over plus one hundred eight. The under minus one thirty four. Mackie, you're you all about these Cleveland Browns? You like Sean Watson? You've been name dropping them that few weeks. What are you thinking? Yeah, you guys know how I feel about this Browns team. I'm I'm high on them. I really am. I love Deshaun Watson. Um, we we've, we've seen what he can do in past years. Uh, obviously, everything that happened with him, he's been out of football for a year and a half. And uh, even the second half of the season last year, he didn't really play to his best. But he's fine. He's he's gelling with this team. He's got a fresh start this season. Uh, another tough division, but I do have another, or obviously a tough division, but um, I do have them over nine and a half wins. I have them coming in second in the division. And uh, I, I, I just, I I like this team this year. I like their defense. I like, I, I like, I'm going to like this uh connection between Amari Cooper and uh Deshaun Watson they still have Nick Chubb in the backfield uh they they, they have all the pieces there it's uh it's going to be a tough season obviously every game's going to come down to it but I I have them over nine and a half wins I I have them under I have them under the nine and a half I have them sitting right there around seven or eight wins um I'm not big on this team I'm not big on Watson to make a big comeback year I'll have to see it before I can believe it I know what he's done in the past but going off of last season and what they lost in Kareem Hunt. I know they still got Chubb. I don't love their receiving core. I don't love Njoku up the middle. Their defense will still get the job done. But, um, yeah, I'm not big on their offensive side of the ball. So it all runs through Deshaun Watson, though, so whatever he does. But I have them sitting under at seven or eight wins. Puff, I like that take right there because I'm right there with you. I think that seven or eight wins is their ceiling as well when you go and look at their schedule this season. The Browns are a team that the wheels can fall off very quickly. And to start the year, it's a tough schedule in my opinion. Um, a lot of divisional games, a lot of teams with high expectations. Deshaun Watson has not looked the same. I know he didn't have a full training camp, didn't have anything under him, but he didn't even look like the same athlete that he did in Houston, which which leads me to err on the side of caution. 
He already got that bag secured, so what's he really fighting for? They lose Kareem Hunt now, so hopefully they go to a true Nick Chubb run game, because if they do, they can have success. But I think that uh, trading for Elijah Moore from the New York Jets with Amari Cooper will keep them relevant, but I'm still really weary on that that defense. Miles Garrett, he's great. JOK, he's all right, but that secondary is so overrated. Guys like Greedy Williams, um, not Delpit. really coming to fruition. Grant Delpit, uh, even, even what's his name? The, the one out there, Ward. Denzel Ward, yeah. They have a lot of names that, that are supposed to be good, but they don't really get the job done. It's only 95 on that side of the ball that makes an impact every single game. Um, so if they don't take a big step, I think they're going to be in the cellar again for sure. I have them coming in at eight wins. I just went over it. Is their ceiling, in my opinion? And I don't think the Browns hit their ceiling very much, so I'm going to take the under in this nine and a half. All righty, let's move it over. Hoff, your Pittsburgh, our Pittsburgh Steelers, their win total sitting at eight and a half, the over at minus 150, the under at plus 120. Curious, Huff, get us started on this one. Yeah, I mean, I'll be the homer here. I'll say I when I truly look at the Steelers' schedule, I know I'm higher on this team than everyone else here, but I've asked even non-Steeler fans, I know you guys are a perfect scenario. I have them going over on this number. I thought this is a pretty disrespectful number. Tomlin's never had the losing season, so... I'll put my life on us to go over eight and a half wins at the minus 150. I don't love that number, but um, I have us going 10 or 11 wins possibly to split with the Ravens to uh, us and the Ravens, both with 11 wins at the end of the season. It's going to come down to the divisional play for who gets the division, but um, I love that number over eight and a half. Yeah, uh, we've talked about this multiple times, and I think this team easily has the potential to win 11 games this year. Uh, it just comes down to Kenny Pickett, and I just I, I don't think it's all there right away. I think he is, at the moment, definitely the worst quarterback in the division, and I think he'll probably finish his season that way, which isn't really a, a down play. I mean, it's a, really, it's a loaded division with quarterbacks. Uh, if Deshaun Watson pans out the way I, I expect him to, then it's definitely not low-balling Kenny Pickett at all. But uh, this team is really good, and I can see them definitely winning 11 games, but it's a tough division. I think Kenny Pickett might need another year, um, build around that all, that crazy offense that he has going right now. And obviously with T.J. Watt and that defense, that team, their record is just incredible with him on the field. But uh, I'm going to have them going. His health. Say again. I said it runs through T.J. Watt's health. I was watching first take this morning, and they said who are the most impactful players on the defensive side of the ball. And Stephen A. Smith said T.J. Watt for the reason that you've said in the past: when he's not out there, the Steelers are a different team. He's solely the, the the biggest impact on any game. He might not be the best defensive player in the league, but he has the most impact of any defensive player we've seen. What was the record last year? Like seven and one with him, and then like yeah, four, the rest was, was the rest was like two and whatever without him. It was, it's incredible the impact that he has on that team. They just win games when he's on the field, so um, they definitely can win eleven games. But I, I it's hard to say because Tomlin hasn't had a losing season. But I am gonna I'm gonna they're gonna sit right there eight or nine wins. I'm gonna go under, but. Uh, Ace, what do you have to say about this? Just as a hot take, I think they go nine and eight just for um, old time's sake. And Mike Tomlin, they're going to be a nine and eight team that sniffs the playoffs and just misses it. But I, th I like that you said they have some upside because they definitely do. They have a pretty low floor though. He said it's not all on Kenny Pickett. I think it's really all on this offensive line because Kenny Pickett has the talent to be a good quarterback, but this offensive line has held them back year in and year out. It took a guy like Najee Harris, who's a top end running back in the league, and turned him into dust last year. Jalen Warren really becoming the explosive backfield guy because they had to spread the field and get the speed out there uh, to make up for the lack of the O-line. Obviously, they have the great receivers who can get in the end zone, and Friar Muth's going to take a step up. 
Tomlin keeps them competitive, and they have that really strong defense, which I think can win them a lot of games. I think they might be able to get to 10, but I'm still going to say 9 and 8, just because that's a, such a Steelers number to be at. And they'll be right in the thick of it, just like they were last year, and it'll come down to the end of the season. I just think this team has like the biggest question mark next to their next to their name. Their 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 floor and ceiling are just like the it, it they can they can win twelve games I think if they if everything clicks and I think they can also win like six or seven games. I think their floor is higher than the Browns and the, their ceiling is higher than the Browns as well. I think they're a better team than the Browns. They just have the Ravens and the Bengals in front of them. If they were in another division, they'd be much more competitive. But I think they're right around nine ten wins. I think they're verge playoffs but not there yet they got to keep building and get a little bit older on the offensive side of the ball afc north who is winning the division Bengals as the favorite at plus 150 ravens plus 210 browns plus 400 and the steelers plus 470 so some tightly knitted odds there but some good value across the board what are you guys thinking curious where you guys stand huff start us off i i like i said i like to maybe take the Ravens and the Steelers here because I think it could come down to that Week 17 game or the Week 18 game, whatever the Steelers play that last matchup against the Ravens. Uh, those are my two teams to win this division. I love that value on my Pittsburgh Steelers, so I'm definitely going to be taking that, but I think you can get some value with the Baltimore Ravens as well with that plus two, whatever you said. Plus 210. Yeah, yeah that, I like that. That's my pick. Just I like both of those. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ride probably both of those, but I, I won on the books that I'm taking these Steelers to win this division at plus 470, so give me the Steelers. I'm going to go uh, Bengals plus 150, but the value, I, I love the value in plus 400 at the Browns. Crazy thing is every every single team in this division can realistically win this division. It's not like any other year where or any other division where you have teams that like like the commanders per se, you could probably have three teams in that division. It's not like the, the NFC. Commanders, commanders are not getting there. You could literally see all four of these teams being at the top of this division by the end of the season. So, um, honestly, the best value would be the with with the Steelers at plus four seventy. But what I would do, realist, uh, personally, is uh, Browns plus four hundred at 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 the value. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Ravens at plus two ten. I like that a lot. I think them and the Bengals are on a different echelon of the other two. Even the other two will be relevant. <clears throat> um, I think that there should be more value on the Steelers, in my opinion. I'd rather see them at around like six to really throw on them. I think maybe if you wait on the year, like Hoff said, final live line, you might be able to get them with better odds because they have a tough start. But um, Not after they beat these 49ers week one. Uh, that's like my favorite bet of the week, one of them. We'll, we'll see how that works out for you. Yeah, right? Looks like we'll be talking like about that on the live stream. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. But uh, I, I I like the, the Steelers, but I think the Ravens take the division this year. I think they, Lamar gets back to his uh, MVP, not MVP levels, but high success. Alrighty, boys. The AFC South is next. Jaguars, Titans, Colts, and Texans. The Jacksonville Jaguars win total is 9.5. The over minus 144 and the under plus 118. Trevor Lawrence, will he lead these Jags to a victory? with some possibly 10 wins. Mackie, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm going to go over here. I think he's going to absolutely slaughter this division, probably go 6-0 in the division. There's six wins right there. And uh, they have they have the, the team around it to definitely get four more wins outside of their division. Um, bringing in Calvin Ridley, obviously, everything that happened with him last year is suspended. Uh, awesome piece to bring in. I think Travis Etienne is going to have an awesome year this year. That offense is going to be rolling. I'm a big Trevor Lawrence guy as well. Um, Doug Peterson, one of the best coaches in the league. In the league division, this team's going to roll. I think they're going to 
this is a good bet here over nine and a half wins, I think. I agree. I like them over nine and a half. I think they win the division. I like I'm big on Trevor Lawrence with that Calvin Ridley addition, like you said. Uh, he has Evan Ingram up the middle, Travis Etienne in the backfield, and they have guys on the defensive side of the ball that are going to get it done uh, in a weak division. I like them over nine and a half wins. Love over the nine and a half here. I think Peterson and Lawrence keep building on their success. Calvin Ridley in the fold now. Everybody gets a year younger on both or a year older on both sides of the ball. Um, this is going to be in my parlay with the 49ers of who's going to take home the divisions. Uh, love the value here. You throw this into a nice three-team parlay with a third one. I bet you guys can guess who it is. And um, yeah, we'll be riding that one all year. Jags are going to get double-digit wins and be a two or three seed going into the. I think they could end up with more wins than the AFC North winning this season. Is it the Chiefs? It is. <laughs> All righty, next up, the Titans. Their win total, 7.5. The over, minus 132. The under, plus 106. What do we see happening with the Tennessee Titans? Awesome line. I think this is a very good line. I think they're going to go under. I think I have them at seven wins, but uh, they're going to sit right around there. Um, not much to I say I had the maxing. Them. It's... I had them maxing out at seven, so I'm going to go under here as well. I'm going to go under as well here. I think they take a step back, fight for that number one pick. They need a lot of stuff. They might be moving guys during the year too. Mike Vrabel keeps them competitive, so it'll be tight games, but they don't have enough skill to win football games in my opinion. And that offensive line that helped Derrick Henry so much isn't much isn't so much there anymore. But Ryan Tannehill feeds off this hate, so maybe he steps in. But I see him losing the job, and they give Levis or uh, Willis a shot. And neither of them really pan out, in my opinion. Derek Henry will get Derek Henry will get his. Alrighty, the Indianapolis Colts are up next. Their win total at six and a half. The over at minus one eighteen. The under at minus one hundred four. Pretty even on the odds. As close to even as we can get on the odds. There. What do we see happen with the Indianapolis Colts? They'll be exciting with Anthony Richardson. Michael Pittman, uh, if Jonathan Taylor can play, then I'll take this over. But that's TBD again. So I'm not touching this one. This is one of the ones I'm going to stay indifferent on. I think they come in second in the division this year, though. And they really need Jonathan Taylor to step in and play for that to happen. A lot of talent on both sides of the ball. And like I said, nobody under the age of 30. I like them with uh, Anthony Richardson. It'd be pretty decent this year. Outside of the AFC North, the Colts have a decently friendly schedule. I have them going over the six and a half number, sitting right around seven or eight wins. Do you think that seven or eight gets them second in the division? Yeah, definitely. I think. I think so. definitely. Yeah, I agree. I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm right I had to think about who else was in the division. Yeah, t- Titans. I have under. I like. I like this number for the Colts. I do think they go over this. I'm gonna go under here. Um, good line, but I, I Anthony Richardson is an athlete. Don't get me wrong, but you know he lost a lot of games at Florida, and I I think he's gonna have a tough time winning some games in the NFL as well. Um, uh, but you know things things can definitely change. I could be wrong about that. He he's. He's one of the most athletic people we've in this league right now, so um, it'll be interesting to see what he could do. All righty, the Texans, Houston Texans, are our last team in the AFC South to review. Their win total is six and a half. The over plus one sixteen. The under minus one forty two. Any any good things to say about the Texans? I, I don't have any good things to say about the Texans. I have them going under six and a half wins. I think C.J. Stroud struggles to start, especially in a week one matchup with the tough Ravens team in Baltimore. Um, I'm not big on this Texans team coming into this year. 
not big on Damian Pierce as a running back. I know he had a good year last year. I don't think he's going to be anything too special. I'll be interested to see if he can do it in back-to-back years. Um, the Really, the only piece I like on that Houston Texans team right now is Will Anderson to plug up the middle of that defense and build around him. But I think they're years away with Derek Stingley and him on defense. Yeah, I, I think they might be able to get over that win total and compete with Colts for their number two spot in the division. Um, they get better every every year. There's a lot of high-end picks on both sides of the ball. I don't think they're anything special. They're kind of a cakewalk for a good team, but with how bad this division is, they could flirt with being second or third in the division. So I'm not going to touch again. Such a bad team, dude. So unpredictable, too. Like, you're projecting between, like, four and seven wins. I'm like, oof. I guess I'd take the under there just because I'll err on the side of caution. Mackie, I don't know what you think about these Houston Texans. Yeah, I'm going to go under as well, but um, I do like C.J. Stroud. I think uh, he'll have one of the better years out of all the quarterbacks that were drafted, and uh, we could see the most upside out of him, but this Texans team just doesn't have it around him. I'm not huge on any quarterback that got drafted last year. Next up, the AFC East, the Bills, Jets, Dolphins, and Patriots. We're starting off here with the Bills. Their win total is 10.5. The over is minus 144. The under, plus 118. What do we think Josh Allen and the Bills are going to accomplish this season? I'm going to go over on that win total. Uh, This is still the Bills in 10.5. I don't think they're going to win 10 games this year, and I don't even have them winning the division, but uh, that's a pretty loaded AFC East up there. Uh, Ace, you got your hands full with those Patriots, but... Um, every divisional game is going to be tough and it's going to be tough to hit that over 10 and a half, but I think this is definitely one of the top four teams in the league. So, uh, you're going to see them win 11, 12, maybe even 13 games this year. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I got them right around 11 or 12 wins. Um, I like this over under sitting at 10 and a half though, but I'll, I'll take the over at 10 and a half. I think they take a step back here in such a loaded division with a tough schedule. Um, a lot of departures on that defense, which is a saving grace for them a lot of times with the turnovers that Josh Allen has. Um, no true run game or secondary options behind Stefan Diggs. I see them taking a step back. I'm not high on the coach up there either. I know a lot of people are. I, I'm, I, I, think I'm, I think they take a step back here. It's not a big step. I think they still get in, and they, they put up 10 wins. So it's, it's a tough line for me because they definitely have the potential to, to knock that out. So I'm going to stay off this one, but I have some good picks for the rest of the division. Jets are up next. Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets over under nine and a half wins this season. Do you like the over at minus 111 or the under plus 100? I love the under there. I think they underperform in his first year. Bright lights on a young team. Um, I think this division is really tough and you'll hear how I think it goes shortly. But um, yeah, I know they have some some hype around them with hard knocks and Aaron Rodgers, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, but I don't know. I think this team always takes a step back when it comes into the spotlight and he follows in Brett Favre's footsteps and doesn't have much success in New York. I, I, I really do like this team. Um, I, it's, a, it's still a loaded AFC conference, so I really don't think they're going to go too far, but I think they definitely get over nine and a half wins and make their statement. One of the best defenses in the leagues, and then, and then you bring in one of the best quarterbacks of our time with uh, all the weapons that he has now over there. Uh, I think I think they'll definitely hit over nine and a half wins, but it's going to be it's going to be tough for them to get there and um, even then, even getting over nine and a half, maybe sit at ten wins and not even see a playoff spot. So uh, that's I, I'm going to go over here though. Yeah, I I think this is a great number for them. I had them sitting right at nine or ten. I was trying to find that tenth win. I like them at nine, but 
I'm going to take the over here and lean they get that 10th win somewhere in there. I, I honestly think the regression hits Aaron Rodgers a lot quicker than everybody else because he doesn't, I don't know, he just isn't as driven of an athlete as the other ones, in my opinion, it seems. I, for I, me, for I me, the reason just, I think he's going to do so good there is he, it truly looks like he actually wants to play football. That's what I'm saying. He's actually happy playing the game again. He, he, you know, he wants to succeed, and when he wants to succeed, he does succeed. We know how good of a regular season quarterback he is as well. Probably one of the best of, our t- of all time. You know what I'm eager to see, though, is everybody knew how to handle Aaron Rodgers because he'd been in Green Bay his whole career. But up in New York now, I mean, they get their frustrations and they boil over. It's pretty easy for him to get on edge. I want to see how that team deals with the adversity. I don't think they handle it well. A lot of new faces on both sides of the ball. And Aaron Rodgers, like I said, compared to some of these other greats, um, I think he regresses a lot quicker than we expect. Yeah, it's definitely a good line for the over-under. It can, it can go one or easily go both ways. We'll have to see. We'll see if Dalvin Cook makes an impact there. I was really high on Brees Hall. If he could have been fully healthy, that would be much nicer. But it kind of crowds the backfield and hurts his development, in my opinion, with Dalvin Cook. But, I mean. I think, I think he's so good. I think he's going to have a hell of a year, even off that injury with Dalvin Cook there. You think Dalvin Cook kind of just fades into the. I, I, think, I think Brees Hall establishes himself as that true number one there. Does Dalvin Cook return to form or even anywhere near it, do you think? Uh, it's tough because, like, what are, what kind of carries is he going to be getting? Because I th- I truly think Brees Hall is going to be a top running back in the NFL. Not the top, but, like, he has Yeah, potential. he has potential to be really good, but the injury is kind of a scary one that he had. Dalvin Cook, like, I love him, too. Such a big fan, but, like, I don't know. I was, I was huge on him in Minnesota. I just, I don't know. So I really would have liked to see him go to Miami or... Uh, Buffalo. A faster I did not offense. want to see him go to the Jets. Yeah, I did not want to see him go to that Jets team. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch as it plays out. And I think mostly Sa- because I just want that to be Brees Hall's offense. Personally, I think Sauce takes a big step back in a sophomore campaign. See that people try him more. Yeah, we'll we'll see if he can maintain that status because he's ranked as deep cornerback one on a lot of charts coming into the season. Like that's crazy to me. I think there's a lot of guys better than him, and we'll see that this yeah. year. In the spotlight. You're in the spotlight. Like, come on. All righty. Next up, we got the Miami Dolphins. Their win total, 9.5. The over at 110. The under, also 110. Tua and these Dolphins, you think they're going to make a a stamp in the AFC East? Mackie, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm I'm slamming this over here. I I love this Dolphins team, barring Tua staying healthy. Um, This is definitely one of the most prolific offenses in the league with one of the most uh, prolific coaches in the league, and he knows how to run that offense. They're fast-paced, and they're young, and they're quick, and they know what they're doing. Um, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle on each side, and then you have obviously Tua who can use his feet, and is he he's a bit of a deep threat as well. So um, it's big play after big play, and then obviously on the other side of the ball, you lose Jalen Ramsey for the first, what I think, five weeks, six weeks, but that defense is still pretty stacked. Um, pretty stacked up. So I, I like to, I like this team to win the division as well. I have them soaring over with uh thirteen and four record, but Mackie, that's probably definitely. I'm agreeing with you. High key. What? I'm agreeing with you. High key when you said you're I, I like this, the over. I like this team, man. I'm, I'm high on them. Me too. And I was never I was never high on Tua either, but I, um, he fits the system so well though. Yep. With Mike McDaniel, they complement each other well. The playmakers they put around them. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle is the best wide receiver tandem in the NFL. Like, we didn't even talk about Higgins and Jamar Chase, but Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle is almost uncoverable. And what they were doing the defenses when Tua was healthy last year was crazy, the numbers they'd put up. 
I think they added more around them. I don't know what they're doing at tight end. They have that young guy, Devin, at chain. He should be pretty good. Um, see him jump on the scene. They have Bradley Chubb on the other side of the ball. Uh, I think Ramsey really starts to slip a bit here. He was already kind of slipping in, in uh, L.A., and now he's coming off an injury. So I don't know how much he's going to return to form. Xavier Howard kind of older, too. But uh, tough division. But I think they win this division this year. I think they get to 12 wins. I think it's going to be kind of similar records to the AFC North top division. I think three teams will be have the potential to get in. Um, and I don't think the Jets are one of them. But I think that the Dolphins will win this division this year. If two, Barring two injury, that's the one thing you got to know going into this year. Two, two attack available that needs to be on the field for them to, to reach their full potential. Yeah, I got them going over as well. I think they get 10 or 11 wins as well. I think they sit right behind the Bills for this division. Um, but I think I'm I'm big on I'm big on Tua. I think he I think he's going to have a big year for the, all the reasons you guys just said. Uh, my one fantasy league, I, my second round or I can't remember what pick I got him was Jalen Waddle. And then later on I didn't have a quarterback. I was like, "All right, I'll do the Tua and Waddle thing." And then in Mackey in our league with you and Jesse, my first round pick was Tyree Kill and then I was just like, "All right, I'm just going to wait and get Tua again." So I'm pretty all in on Tua in this receiving core in different ways, but um, I, I like this Dolphins team to go over. Lots of good stuff to uh, look forward to down there in Miami. I'm pretty high on that Dolphins team. Not too upset with them, but tough division. Ace, let's shoot it over to your New England Patriots. Their win total, 7.5, the over, plus 116, the under, minus 142. Get us going on this one. I definitely think this one's a lock here. I mean, Bill Belichick's in that 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 conversation with Mike Tomlin when it comes to uh, keeping your team competitive and above 500. Um, they'll at least be sniffing 500. I think they're going to be in the same spot as last year. Those Steelers and Patriots are going to be duking it out for one of those seven seeds. They could even both miss out with the way the AFC looks. But I think they're going to be around 9 to 10 wins this year. Um, I think they'll be fighting with the Bills for that second spot. They're going to be playing great on defense, so the under um, – on most of these games this year is going to be important, but I think Mac Jones gets past the sophomore slump has a bigger year with Bill O'Brien as offensive coordinator. They learn how to put points up. The Patriots have a top three defense. I think they'll end with one this year. Um, really excited to watch that, but I think every game is going to be a sweat. I think they're going to struggle to score points. Personally, I had to have someone go under in this division. I'm going to, I'm going to have them sit right at seven wins. Uh, but like you said, it kills me because uh, Belichick's always going to have him competitive, always have him in every game. But um, I, I'm not not sold on Mac Jones personally. Um, but I, I like Ramondre Stevenson. I didn't love the Juju Smith-Schuster addition to come in and be the number one up there. But um, yeah, I, I, I think the defense will get the job done. But it's always going to come down to what what what's that offense going to do? How many points can they score on any given Sunday? Well, a lot of people like are high on Juju coming. I wasn't too high on it either. I like I like their rookies that they have, Demario Douglas and Keyshawn Butte. I want to see what they have, and Devontae Parker and Gusecki. But um, a lot of people are high on Juju to pop off this year and have a career season in the Patriots' style of offense. If he can stay healthy, I guess I see it. But um, I think Zeke was a good signing to have that one-two punch. As yeah, Zeke, I like, that, I like that Zeke move too. I think we'll be able to get him to the end zone with those two running backs, keep it low scoring, and defense will shut him down. But Mackie, yeah, I know... Uh, you're going to have some differing thoughts, so I'm eager to hear what you have to say. No, I mean, not necessarily. Obviously, I'm not as high as him as you are, but, um, I mean, you guys are in the, the Patriots and the Steelers, I think, are both in very similar situations. You're both in powerhouse divisions, um, probably not one of the more favored teams. Obviously, both have the least odds in, in the division, but um, it just it's it's barring what Mac Jones can do, and I, I, I'm not high on Mac Jones. It's like I'm not that high on Kenny Pickett. 
Um, but I do think the Steelers do have a better season than, than the Patriots. The Patriots are going to fall fall off early, I think, and it's going to be tough for Mac Jones to come back. They just have so many uh, options on offense. They brought in so many weapons. So if Mac Jones can figure it out, this team can definitely be on the verge of making the playoffs. But um, I'm not too high on him. They they just got rid of Zappi and uh, Cunningham, so I don't know who they're going to bring in. they got to have a backup. they got them back. Somewhere. Who is Zappi? Yeah, they, have they put him Malik, on the, they put him on the practice Zappi squad. On the practice squad. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know. I think it's uh, I think it's a tough situation over there in New England. With uh, with Bill Belichick, you're going to win some games that you shouldn't. So I'm going to have them at the under. But uh, they could they could they're going to be sitting right there. I think. Yeah, feed me Pro Bowl Mac Revenge tour here. Listen, if he proves me wrong, he proves me wrong, and then you guys are probably in the playoffs. But uh, I just don't. That's I like the crazy. style of quarterback, but with Matt Patricia as your OC last year, that's crazy. Bill O'Brien, that's good reunited tandem now and if if the Patriots are making the playoffs there's some really good teams that are not making the playoffs so if there's one thing I will tell you though is um I I don't know I want to hear you guys think about our defense that's one thing that I'm super confident in this year I think the Patriots have one of the best defense in the NFL just the depth that every single position is crazy I wouldn't I wouldn't say top three but you're definitely sitting there like top top five top six um Matt Matt Judon obviously a, a key piece over there but uh yeah, I, I, I mean it's 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 a strong suit of your team, no doubt. Top three, I'd probably I I think I would go Niners, Jets, Cowboys, Niners, Cowboys, Jets actually. All righty, the AFC East, the Bills are the favorite here to win the division at plus one twenty. The Jets plus two fifty, Dolphins plus two ninety, and the Patriots at plus eight hundred. Ace could have started your division. What are you thinking? Um, I, I, I said it earlier. I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. They have the third best odds here, so really good value on this team. I think Tua stays healthy. I think they uh, put up a lot of points, and they kind of run away with the division while the Patriots and Bills duke it out for the second seed. Yeah, I'm with Ace here on this. Uh, crazy they have the third best odds, but I am going to go with the Dolphins here. I got the Bills, but I like those odds on the Dolphins. Alrighty, boys, the AFC West, our final division here. The Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, and Raiders. Starting off with the Chiefs, we got the over-under for their win total at 11.5. The over sitting at minus 134 and the under at plus 110. What do you guys see happening, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and the Chiefs? Yeah, I, I had them right at 12 wins. I think this is going to be a sweat, but I like them to get 12 wins for one reason. Patrick Mahomes, I'll take him to go over until he proves me he's not, not, a good, not the best quarterback in the NFL anymore, so I'm going over. Yeah, Pat Mahomes is not going eleven and six. Uh, they're still still the best quarterback in the league. Still probably the best team in, in the league. Coming off a of Super Bowl, there's no Super Bowl hangover here. Uh, I, I have them winning thirteen games this year and and running this league just like they do every every other year. Yeah, I mean I'm not gonna throw on this over because that's so many games, twelve and a half, and it's like the toughest conference by far. Um, God forbid Mahomes gets hurt. Yeah, don't knock on wood. But like we'll we'll uh we'll definitely say that the Chargers and Raiders and Broncos are formidable foes that could run up a check sometimes. So, but I'm gonna take the Chiefs. They'll win this division. It's gonna be my lock parlay. But I, I, I don't know. I'm not touching. They could be at 12 wins and still like come close to winning the AFC. So, yeah, I'm gonna say 13. I'll, I'll take the over for the record, but I'm not gonna throw on it. Alrighty, boys. The Chargers are up next. Their win total nine and a half. The over minus 128 and the under plus 104. Over. I like this one a lot. Chargers are getting 10 wins. 
10 wins maybe or 11. more than 10? Maybe 11. Maybe 11. I like this team. Yeah, I have the over as well. And you guys know how I feel about Justin Herbert, but he is a very good regular season quarterback. Puts up the numbers when in, uh, the, when, when, when the season's not on the line. But uh, I think they'll go 10-7. and seven, and It's still a loaded conference, so 10-7 and seven might not get you into the playoffs. But uh, this, team's, this team is definitely worth 10 wins. It's a pretty good team. Yeah, I think they're going to be teetering right around that. Another team I'm not going to touch personally, but I think that they could get there. A lot of question marks and the health issues and how people return, but the star power is there. Brendan Staley's got the people in front of him to take it to the playoffs. So if they don't, it's it's a miscue, and my Patriots are Huff Steelers and find their way in. But um, it'll be interesting to watch. Eckler's going to have a huge year. A lot of guys on the outside. Uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take the over here. Broncos here, they're over, their total sitting at eight and a half wins. The over sitting at minus minus 106, the under at minus 114. Huff, what do you think Russ is going to do this year? You're pretty high on him last year. You still on the same track? Yeah, I, I, I like the Denver Broncos this year. Obviously, I think Russ comes back and steps in with Sean Payton uh, and goes over that eight and a half number. I think they could be teetering right around that with the eight or nine, but I like them to get that ninth win and go over that eight and a half number. Um, I think the additions, you get Javante Williams back, that receiving core they have, I really like. And the, the additions they made on the offensive line solely, uh, I think the offensive side of the ball is going to be a whole lot different in Denver this year. Uh, they're going to see a lot of points flying in the board in mile high. I like the Denver Broncos to go over eight and a half wins. Plus the coach. But uh, yeah, I like the over eight and a half as well, but this just isn't one that I would take, put on card. Um, it's, I mean, their, their, their floor is probably like five wins, but I think that they can also be a playoff team. I have them winning 10 games, still missing the playoffs, but, um, this, this is a team that has a lot of question marks next to them. And Russell Wilson is the main question mark. We saw the down season he had last year, but we know what he's capable of. So we'll see what he can do with Sean Payton under the, under the, uh, with the, with the keys to the, to the mansion. So, um, I'm going to go over here. I'm hammering the under here. It's just such a tough division. Um, I, Sean Payton's first year, Russell Wilson showed us nothing. And I don't know if he's going to get much better as he's aging. Um, he needs to work on his craft. I've said that before. He doesn't. Have you, have you, wait, hold on. I don't mean to cut you off. Have you watched any episodes of Hard Knocks yet? I Anytime I hear Nathaniel Hackett talk, I can't even watch. I can't imagine him being the head coach in an NFL team. <laughs> Ever you think it's really based on him? I mean, yeah, but it's, I truly it's, think I truly think he was so. The, bad all that aside, like, there's a lot of question marks on both sides of the ball. If guys can even stay healthy, a new coach, and then they're in the, the they play two of the best teams in the league, in the Chargers and the Chiefs, um, twice a year. I don't know if they can squeak out a win there. So I that's why I'm taking the under. I I know they have some good names and their potential. Their ceiling is high, but like Mackie said, their floor is so low it's scary. Um, I think they come in. They could be in the basement of the division again if it goes like last year. Alrighty, the final team here in the AFC West. We got the Las Vegas Raiders with the win total of six and a half. The over plus one oh eight. The under minus one thirty eight. Do you guys got coming out of the AFC or what do you guys got for the Raiders in the AFC West? I got them going under. I don't have much coming of the the Las Vegas Raiders this year. Uh, I got them going under that six and a half total. Six and a half is so low. I might be be interested to take the over there. I think they can be third in the division. Devontae Adams, J- Josh McDaniels is a solid coach. I think they're going to be better than last year. They're going to turn it up a bit, and they'll get to like seven or eight wins and be a li- little bit more relevant than they were, but still 
nothing special, but I think they can get over six and a half. Kind of a disrespectful number. Yeah, I'm with you, Ace. I think it's a good, pretty good line, though. I wouldn't say it's disrespectful at all. I'm gonna have them at seven wins, but um, I, I like. The, I mean, I think that they can get over seven or six and a half wins. That's it's a pretty low number for this team, and they, they aren't. They really aren't that bad. It's just tough division, so I, I think that they can at least squeak out two divisional wins, and then sit looking at five more out of the division. I think that, that that's definitely doable. Jimmy Garoppolo's a winning quarterback. He he knows how to win football games, and obviously, you just re-signed Josh Jacobs. You still have a top five receiver in Devontae Adams. Um, if Ma- if Max Crosby is healthy the entire season, that's also one of the best defensive players in the league. So uh, this team can definitely win more than seven games, six games. All righty, boys, AFC West, that just about wraps it up. Who do you got coming out of the AFC West? The Chiefs are the big favorite here, minus 180. Chargers right behind them at plus 300. Broncos plus 600. And the Raiders plus 1,700. Huff not very high on the Raiders, but where do you guys see them going? Huff, do you want to get us rolling on this? Chiefs. Yeah, I get the I get the Chiefs here. Not not Like I said, for the reason I took them on the over on the win total, Patrick Mahomes, as long as he, he's under center, this is their division to lose. And I'm going to throw them in that three-team parlay. Jaguars, 49ers, Chiefs is my division winner parlay that I am going to trust. Get some good odds on that as well. It's pretty solid, Ace. I like that. Alrighty, boys. Good stuff there in all of our divisions. Let's jump over to the conferences here in the NFC. Who do you guys come in? How did the NFC as the champion? The Philadelphia Eagles are the favorite, plus 330. The 49ers at plus 400. The Cowboys at plus 600. The Detroit Lions at plus 800. The Vikings at plus 1,200. The Seahawks at plus 1,300. And the Saints at plus 1,700. That rounds out the uh, top seven there. So who do you guys see and who uh, might be some value to look at coming out of the NFC? I alluded to the Niners earlier, and I'm going to stand by. I think they have the best roster, and they have a vengeance to get back to the bowl this year after uh, ending in utter dismay last year with all the injuries at quarterback. I think Purdy's actually solid, and um, they have a good back up and Sam Darnold Shanahan knows what to do he's been there you'll get there again give me the Niners out of the NFC all right I'm right there with you I like the 49ers as well but a value pick that I might throw some money on is the New Orleans Saints 17 to 1 Ooh, high on them with Derek Carr over there you know he won like six games I, last year <laughs> I just think that I think that I think that defense is big dude and I think if those the big boys can beat each other up in the playoffs I think the Saints could be that team that wins their division and sneaks in and gets a home playoff game and they could have a nice little walk to the Super Bowl. The NFC I'm not too big on. So if one of those big dogs fall, I could like the Saints to sneak that sneak that out. Right. I agree. Especially um, if you could get a team in the divisional round and you need them to win two games and you have them in seventeen to one, like I'll take my chances there. I like the Saints yeah. too and it's not a bad pick, but let it be known that they could be end up being one of the worst teams in the league this season. I just wanted to say that. They could. They could. Their floor is low. Yeah, I'm gonna. I I, I want to pick Dallas at plus six hundred, but you know you're not gonna get there with Mike McCarthy, and a team that hasn't been there before. If you were gonna get there with Mike McCarthy, you'd need the veteran experience that that has the experience that to get there, and there's none of that there. So I'm gonna go with the Niners as well. But I I am really hoping this could maybe be the Cowboys' year. They have the roster again, um, to see if they can actually uh win a big game for once. Is that is that a is that a team card play potentially Niners to win the NFC? No, it's pretty interesting. They always one. choke. They always choke in the NFC. I don't know if I could actually fucking yeah, put money not, on that. I can't throw that on a card. They'll be down to their fifth string quarterback again, or some sh- fucking bullshit. 
All right, let's jump over to the AFC real quick here. The Kansas City Chiefs are the favorite, plus 350, followed by the Bills, plus 450, Bengals, plus 550, Ravens, plus 900, the New York Jets, plus 1,000, Chargers, plus 1,100, and Dolphins, plus 1,100. Uh, the Steelers are plus 2,500, and the Patriots, Ace, are plus 4,000. Why don't you get us started here, Ace? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's going to be a rematch of uh, Super Bowl we've seen a few years ago where the lights went out. I think the Baltimore Ravens have great value here at plus 1,800. Like I said, everything has to go perfectly for them. They have all the talent on paper, and they need to stay healthy. But I could see Niners-Baltimore um, in the Super Bowl again. And, uh, yeah, give me that value there. Obviously, it's Patrick Mahomes is the easy pick at plus money every time. But uh, outside of the Chiefs, I'll go with the Baltimore Ravens. So the two that I'm looking at, uh, other than obviously the Chiefs, I don't love that number with them, and I don't love the number with the Bills, but that's the team I was going to say. Just uh, give them a four, four and a half, but at that, I don't know. Just out of the big dogs, I'd probably say the Bills maybe just because a lot of people are going to say the Chiefs. Uh, it's not necessarily the exciting pick to give there with the Chiefs, but the one that I see some value in here is the Miami Dolphins, 11 to 1. I think I'm going to take this as well. The, another team that could see them win their division. I could see them have a a home playoff game and again if i get a team in the divisional round at 11 to 1 to win two more games i'll take my chances with this miami dolphins team yeah i like the dolphins odds as well but i'm, I'm gonna go with pat mahomes and the chiefs here uh just the most secure bet um he's gonna be there you know he's gonna be in the bottom what's the, the value last. again plus 350 yeah mackie that's a good one to be sitting on the ride out during the season too Dude, plus 350 is not bad odds for pat mahomes to get back there no and you know it's only gonna get lower and lower and lower and it's a great train to be behind because you know it's always going to be going but hop remember with those bills and Bengals, they're allergic to winning so I, dude i like i love that number on the dolphins i really do yeah it's all dependent on Tua. That's These like kinds Ravens. of futures, it's like I, the Ravens I don't really even need, look at the The Ravens top. need Lamar to be fully healthy, and the Dolphins would need Tua to be fully healthy. Yeah, these kinds of teams, I don't really even look at like the top three when they're under plus 1,000. I just kind of look for more like crazy value when I'm taking a future like this. But, I mean, if you got something you love at the plus 350 for that Chiefs, like I definitely see why people take that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's not easy. It's not hard to get behind. Alrighty, boys. Lots of good stuff coming out of the divisions and the conferences here, but I'm curious to hear who your Super Bowl picks are this season. I'm going to run through some of the odds here. The Chiefs are leading the board at plus 600. The Eagles right behind them at plus 800, followed by the Bills at 900, Bengals at 1,000, and the 49ers at 1,000. Right outside of there is Mackey's Dallas Cowboys plus 1,300, and the Steelers at plus 4,500, and the Patriots at plus 6,000 for our teams. Anybody else you guys want to hear about? Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? Super Bowl 58. I'm going to say the Chiefs at plus 600, but if you want to, if you want to value play, I'd probably go the Niners at plus 1,000. I'm going to go Chiefs. I'll give you three. I'm going to go – I like the odds on the Chiefs, like for the reason that you said. If you get Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs at plus 600 and – He's probably going to have a home, home route to the Super Bowl again. So uh, if they secure up that number one seed, I like the Chiefs at, at 6-1. to one. I also like the value on Mackey's Dallas Cowboys at 13-1, a team coming out of the NFC. Uh, I like that value there. And then I'm going to double dip again with these Miami Dolphins at 22-1 I saw on DraftKings, I think, this morning. I saw a better number than that 21-1. That I was almost considering putting money on that this morning. So um, I'm big on these Dolphins coming into this year, I think. 
we've all said it, pending to his health, what can this team do? What can this team do? I think their ceiling is a Super Bowl this year. Um, and I, I'm definitely, I could see myself putting money on. I'm trying to check the odds on DraftKings right now. Yeah, 25, 25 to 1 on DraftKings. I, I love that. 25 to 1 on the Dolphins to win the Super Bowl. It's not a bad pick, Huff. I don't hate that at all. Dolphins are definitely going to be pesky this year. Lots of good stuff to look forward to down in Miami. Ace, what else? Yeah, my, my pick would definitely be those uh, 49ers that Mackie mentioned at plus 1,000 or 10,000, 1,000, whatever it is. Um, I misspoke and said the Ravens were to win the AFC at plus 1,800. That's them to win the Super Bowl. But I like the, the 49ers to take home the ball this year. I think that's a safe bet um, to ride all year with great odds. Solid stuff, boys. That's going to wrap up everything we have here this week for our Week Zero segment. Lots to look forward to next week as we jump into the first week of the NFL games. Plus, we have some player awards, some player props, and more to review. All right, the last point I got here then is Inter-Miami has announced that construction work has begun on the site of their club's new stadium, the Inter-Miami CF Stadium 58-acre public park and entertainment district at Miami Freedom Park are scheduled to open in 2025. The official groundbreaking ceremony will take place later this year, so... Inner Miami just pumping all the money in with Messi there. Uh, wow, how are they paying for this? It's a great question, right? My brother just moved down to Fort Lauderdale. He said he literally knows when they play because everyone's just wearing pink Messi shirts. So uh, the full the full city has bought into this uh, team and for good reason. Uh, and uh, you knew this was coming sooner or later. We see it with the football teams when they get their good quarterback. Uh, my looks like uh, Miami's getting a new soccer stadium just because they brought in the goat. So. Uh, good for them. I mean, it's electric TV to watch. I haven't watched too much of it, but more been enjoying the highlights on YouTube the next day. But, I mean, he's been on a tear. Alrighty, I think that's just going to about wrap up everything we got this week. Week zero in the books for Hit the Books. We got week one of the NFL next week and our live stream next Sunday. So lots to look forward to in the next seven, ten days. Anything Dallas else, Dad? Boys, thirty days. Let's go. We're getting hyped for that. You're right, Patriots, thirty days away. Patriots, Cowboys is going to be pretty cool. Uh, Ace is going to be a little upset, but it'll still be a good time. Mackie, that's <laughs> right, where, that's going to be the start of the stretch where the Cowboys go from three and zero to three and three. So be ready for it. You'll 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 be lucky to see Mac Jones even get the start in that game. <laughs> you'll be lucky to see <laughs> Dak Prescott get the start in that game. All right, Hoff, calm down. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's going to do it for me this week. We'll see you guys next week for the start of the NFL season. I've been waiting to say that for a while now. Week one next week, we finally made it. Uh, didn't get into too many of these big college football lines this week. Uh, I know we got Penn State, West Virginia this weekend, so uh, 20 and a half point spread there. Uh, it hates for me to go against my Mountaineers, but uh, I think it's going to be all Nittany lines up just, in uh, Happy just, Valley this weekend. Just hammer Penn State. It's, Let's go PSU. Doesn't work like that because then fucking West Virginia will backdoor cover and I'll be pissed. I bet against them. But yeah, like I said, uh, stay tuned for maybe our first couple college football plays this weekend uh, as we get that uh, underway with week one of college football. And like we said, stay tuned to social media with the MLB plays every night. Uh, other than that, football next week, NFL getting underway. We finally made it, boys. So uh, let's get to it. Football. <laughs>